because that mm-hmm. is the distraction to keep us from knowing, you see. And often time I tell people that is not about thinking, guessing. It's about knowing. It's about knowing knowledge. Because when you have knowledge, the true knowledge of yourself, your people, and the world that you live in, instead of the world that they created, the, 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 the Illuminatis and all of these people, they have created a world of a matrix for us. Mm-hmm. When, we, when we put everything in its proper perspective and realize that we have been truly bamboozled so many different ways, you see, hmm. now I tell Lance a few weeks ago that what we, how we have to start thinking as a people, we have to start to see everything in reverse. You see, right. we have to become like the salmon, the salmon that swims upstream. No other fish <laughs> does it. Mm-hmm. So we have to become like the salmon that swim upstream, and it is for our very own survival. Mm-hmm. You see, we, we, because we have to go against the current. You know, it's not right. It's not easy, even even for myself. I will tell you from a personal standpoint and a personal experience that even for myself, I grew up in in religious a religious background, and I have always rejected religion. But I came to a point mm-hmm. where I started to accept religion, and then my spirit keep moving me away from religion because a lot of mm. things does not add up. So I put religion aside. And I'll be honest with you, my reading of the Bible, I've read it more than once, more than twice I've read the Bible, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, when I come to the realization that is how these people have used a book to bamboozle us as a people and control us as a people, you know, for, for, for decades and for centuries, because these people mm-hmm. actually, they sit down and they plan our future, they plan how things mm. is going to turn out. They give us Jesus and they give us this, their, their, their so-called God, so to speak, and tell, tell us right. as a people that we must wait for our share from God when they are raking in billions and billions of dollars for them and their people. Really? While our mm-hmm. people are placed in ghettos and suffering. And... Then they bring in these so-called ministers where they train them and, and give them a little piece of the pie, so to speak, to keep us in the state that we are in. To keep us quiet and mellow, yeah. Right. I mean, when you exactly. think about the fact that some people um, still to this day believe and carry themselves like three-fifths of the human being, because it's so deep rooted exactly. and it's been taught exactly. and told to us for years and years and years. That's really sad. Because exactly, how can you how can you degrade yourself that low? And if you degrade yourself that low, then you don't really respect anyone else in your circle either. Because if you believe exactly. you three-fifths of a human being, then you believe that the people around you are also three-fifths of a human being. Exactly. So it's so hard to get away from it. Yeah. You, you see, yeah. and, and I, I, I was actually, the other day I was actually in Jamaica, and I was talking to some young guys, actually, and I realized that more and more young people are coming to realize that we, the older generation, are the one that has been bamboozled, and that's why their rebellion is the way it is. 
because they realize, many of them will tell me, they say, I don't go to church because I realize that is a, is, is, is a, um, what, what, I don't remember the exact word that they use, but them tell me, I don't want to have nothing to do with the Bible. I don't want religion because it's a control mechanism. Yeah, organized religion. And mm-hmm. Exactly. So look here, and, and this is the point that I showed them. I said, anything that divides us is the problem, is part of the problem for us. If you look at religion, to show you that it's a dividing factor, you have the, the Catholic, the Seventh-day Adventist, the Jehovah's Witness, the Church of England, the, 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 you name them. They have billions of, millions of religion, really, when, oh, yes. when you think about it, because every, there is several mm-hmm. factions into religion. So what these people do with these religions, they use it as a control factor. So now that we realize, okay, it's a divider, just like politics is a divider. So everybody, these people, they become our gatekeeper, so to speak, our gatekeeper to true knowledge, they do not receive true knowledge. They are the gatekeeper mm-hmm. for, the, for, the, for the system, you see. And the, the, the church has just become like the plantation, the same mentality. You see, they are the overseers of the, of, for, for, for white supremacy, the, the ministers in the church, mm-hmm. to keep mm-hmm. us in mm-hmm. check and balance. And mm-hmm. those are the things mm-hmm. that we are not realizing that the money, for instance, I, the other day I was telling Lance on the show, I said the money, that the Jesus money that we are donating to the church are given to the collection plate on Saturdays and Sundays. This is the same money that is keeping us down because it goes to the Bank of White Supremacy Monday morning and that same money is lent to them to go and start business and create institutions to keep us in the situation that we find ourselves. So how is Jesus helping you? Our brothers and you sisters know, the don't thing like I, when you express those thoughts. No, they don't. The thing I find funny is it says in the Bible that, um, and I'm paraphrasing, so for those of you who right. read the Bible and know, know the word, forgive me if I don't, you know, uh, quote the exact reference, but... It said something to the effect of uh, the, the the ministers were gambling in a church and making money, and, right. and and Jesus got upset, and you know he pretty much turned up when it turned up. You know he said he was going to destroy it, tear it down, and build it right. back up, right? And so right. the right. whole thing about that is like I think if Jesus was walking around today in today form, you know. Or right. like the show Black Jesus. Yeah. I mean, right. you have ministers with ATMs in their churches and driving expensive vehicles and living in houses that the average person couldn't afford. I mean, you look at the Bishop Eddie Longs of the world and the, right. you know, and I'm not knocking anyone's favorites, so don't y'all don't attack me, but the T.D. Jakes of the world, I mean, T.D. Jakes don't live in no modest home. I don't think so. Not with those suits he be wearing. Exactly. Those suits are yeah. made out of fine silk. And, you know, <laughs> and so, <laughs> you know, it's like I never knew you needed to wear fine silk to touch God's people. Whatever happened to being a living, breathing example? 
We hear you up right. at your so on your soapbox. Yeah, we hear you. But dude, you eat lobster and caviar for dinner. I gotta go home and eat tuna fish. Like really? And you want me to give into the plate? What plate? Matter of fact, I got a plate going around. Can y'all put that money in there? <laughs> you know, I'll tell you something, my dear sister. I I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this one factor. You see, when you, when you, believe me, you don't have to apologize to me for these people. You don't need to apologize to anybody. Anybody take offense to the truth, then they need to step aside. Okay? That's right. Because the thing is that the same, the same, the same Bible tell you that they talk about that you should not put no trust in any man. Okay? So what I'm saying to you, don't apologize for expressing your truth because there's no need for that. You have to make people, is either people going to accept you as you are? Are they, are they not going to accept you as you are? You know, I tell people, look here, be honest with you. I don't really care what people think about me. My fact mm -hmm. is as long as I give my brothers and sisters the truth that I know is the truth, then that is all that counts. It is not about me, and, I, and it is not even about my personal life. It's about what I have come to know. Because we need to come to know instead of guessing, instead of having this, this crap in the faith and all these different things and being patient and do all these different things that people are telling you that you need to get into. We need to get into the know because when we know, we can help our people to come out from under the yoke, the prison that they have been born into and continue into until this very day. And that's the only way we're going to go forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Dr. Francis Crest Weldon, who I love to refer to, um, she broke it down how white yes. supremacy has infiltrated uh, politics, religion, education, banking and finance. Yeah. Uh, you name yeah. it, like every 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 area, every arena, entertainment. There's not one thing that right. white uh, supremacy has not had its impact on. And right, you know, it's it's really a shame because when you think about the fact that we say for, slavery been over for 400 years, but we still very much mm -hmm. enslaved. And people don't want to get yeah. out of their own way. And when you start talking the truth and telling the truth, all they want to do is yell and scream. And, yes. you know, oh, well, you were disrespectful. You said this about my God. No one's saying anything about your God. God is God. <laughs> he look go. over us. He, he created us. He look over all of us. He, he protects all of us. You know, God is God. He's not just your God. He never told you he created, he, he, he made himself just for you. He's all of our God. But we can't even respect each other. And don't you find it funny how animals in the wild can respect each other's space and know their own lane and know, their, know how to stay in their lane? And we as humans mm -hmm. who have the power to build things and create things with our hands, we, we we think we have emotions that yes. tell us how to 
feel and how to move and again that instinct that god given gps and we can't we haven't mastered any of that yet we don't know how to stay in our lane we don't know how to shut up well yeah yes yes and 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 you know i'll be honest with you my sister those things are intentional that they do it that way because Mm -hmm. the longer they keep us divided as a people okay the longer they keep us divided as a people, then the more we're going to be in the hole. You know, I have a friend of mine. Um, his name is Leon. He sent me uh, um, some information. And there's a book that talks about 103 amazing fact, facts about black Indians of the West Indies, okay? When I look up that book, okay, there's a book that, that goes down into detail about that, okay? Do you know that when I went on and Amazon to look look at that book. Could you take a guess and tell me how much do you think that book costs? In order for me to obtain a copy of that book that talk about the true facts about what happened in the West Indies and a lot of these different places, such as in America and the Buffalo Soldiers and all these different things. Do you know how much mm-hmm. that book would cost me to get it? I say more than a hundred dollars. Try about $250,000. Yes, I heard about that. What? Try about try about $250,000, okay? And um and and it costs only $3 $3 and change to, to ship it to me, okay? From Amazon. Okay? Now, you see that's that's what I'm showing you that we don't know, we as a people, we don't know our true history and what it actually requires. And and when and when I when I dig deep into the history and I, the more that I realize that we have been we have been duke, we have been controlled. Because like I said, my reading of the Bible has taught me a hell of a lot that that, that this did a lot of things in the Bible does not make any sense if you reason it out. If if the logic is not there. But people, like I said, they don't like when you question the Bible. Because the first thing when you start to question the Bible, they tell you you are blaspheming and you are against God and you are against Jesus. But the the, the problem with that is when we walk through that door, okay, walk through that church door on Saturday and Sunday morning, the first thing is all common logic goes out the door. All sense of reasoning stays outside, doesn't come inside. Because as long as it says God and Jesus, it's all over. It's all good. You see, Mm. no matter if it's going to cost you your very life. But when you tell these same people that every major war has been fought in the name of religion, pretty much every war has been fought in the name of religion. Okay? So, 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 Mm -hmm. So the God that you're telling me that is a God of love is seeing it to us that millions and billions of people been genocide, put to death by the same religion that has been created. You see, such as the Catholic religion where every other religion comes from. And most of us, we don't, we don't realize that whether we are Muslim, whatever we want to call ourselves, it all came from Rome. That's where religion was started. Because this so-called man that they call Jesus Christ has never started any religion. There's no place in the Bible that he ever says that, neither. So Rome started religion, okay? 
There was before that, mm-hmm. you know, we as African people, what we are running from, and that is what is keeping us down, is spirituality. We didn't believe in Christianity mm-hmm. because Christianity come to destroy spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. difference. And we mm-hmm. need to know because everything that we have as a people has been stolen from us. And they use right. it against us to control us. So they take away. Anytime you hear they talk about African people, they, they, they talk about voodoo, the spirituality, and all these things. It's no good. It's against God and all these different things. And I, my question to them, when did any one of them and God sit down and have this conversation? When <laughs> and where? You tell me. <clears throat> you see? Yeah. My, I had this conversation with my mom a while back. My mom used to be a heavy hitting, high rolling Christian. And and and, and you right. couldn't say nothing to her about her Jesus Christ boy. And I said to her, because <laughs> my mom likes to, you know, she likes to get into these religious debates and stuff. And I said to her, right. Mom, I'm not religious. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not religious. I'm spiritual and I want to be righteous. You know, I don't care about religion. And so one day she asked me, how come you say you don't believe in religion and you don't believe in the Bible? And I said, well, for starters, if you could answer this one question for me, then maybe Mm -hmm. I'll give you my ear. She said, okay, what's the question? I said, now we keep talking about Adam and Eve, the first people on earth, right? That's what the Bible says in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and they had Cain and Abel. So mm-hmm. we all, those we we all adults, we know how procreation happens. You, a man has to lay down with right. a woman. Semen hits the mm-hmm. egg. Boom, bat, boom, bat. You now you got a human. So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is, where did the rest of us come from? Who did Cain and Abel <laughs> sleep with in order for the rest of us to come? And my mom, I said to you, you know how somebody get ready to answer something, but they stop, like they pause because you mm-hmm. just you just shook something inside of them. And my mother yep. says, "Well, you know what? You're at work, so let me let you go back to work. I'm not gonna hold you. <laughs> yeah. This is a this is a conversation that needs a longer, you know, like needs this longer due. So when you have more time mm-hmm. and you get off from work." Call me then. See, I know what that is. You're going to go research whatever answer, then you're going to give it to me. Right. So we never ended up discussing it again. Do you know that within the same year, before the next three months, my mother switched her tune and she said she's not a Christian anymore. She don't believe in Jesus Christ. She's an Israelite now. So now... My son and my little sister, they're like, oh, God, you done gave her something else to start with, Lord. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, well, I didn't need for her to go in that direction. But, hey, she's going to take the information and go where she's going to go with it. Let her do her research. Right. We all out here right. searching. Let her do her yeah, research. Y- y- yes. But the point yes. is, whatever I right. said to her, it shook her to the core, to the point where yes. we never – when my eldest son died, she didn't want anyone to read from the New Testament because she said, we don't believe in that anymore. This is the same woman who was mad at me because I don't believe in the Bible. That's all I'm saying. You see, and, 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 and I'm telling you, my sister, that was beautifully said. We need to, you know, you know, the problem with us is 
we always trying to weigh our words too careful. We need yeah. to put it out there. Let it come forward. We we need to come out of the yeah. fear factor. Fear of people not loving us anymore. Fear of people not caring about us anymore. Are they shunning us? You see, the thing is that if we were the people who to step forward and really to speak truth, like I tell people, I don't care what you think about me. Because the reality is I'm putting what I know out there. And I tell people these things all the time. I said, listen, if you think, when you read in Genesis, and it says before this so-called creation started, it says what was there? All blackness. It's a clue that it is giving you. That is all blackness that was there before. And when it tells you about Adam and Eve, and if you read the story in Genesis and we talk about when God was created, creating them, before he created them, he created all the animals, so-called, with peers. Each one had a peer. But how come he says that one day God see that the man and that the man was lonely? So God, in his infinite wisdom and, 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 and knowing all, all knowing, are powerful, okay? He did not know that... The, how come he know that all the other animals needed a mate, but he didn't know that the man needed a mate? Right. So one day he was right. just going, and he saw that this man was lonely, so he decided to make this female for the man. And and the logic mm-hmm. is when I... At the other day, I was reasoning with some people who call themselves so-called Christian. I said, okay, let me ask you a question. I said, okay, Adam never seen anybody like himself, okay, before. But... He says God put him into a deep sleep. Remember, he didn't know anything. He didn't have no discussion right. with God about that. Okay? Right. So God put him to sleep, take out one of his ribs, and go and make a woman. So you're telling me, just like the way God made 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 Adam, he couldn't go and make Eve the same way? But he had to take right. one of his ribs and put it into her. Okay? And then he's going to bring her to him, and then he's going to say, Adam is going to jump up and say, Oh, this is just last bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. This one will be called woman because out of man it was taken. How did he know that? How did he know that? Mm-hmm. How did he come to that conclusion that is a woman? How, he did, how did he know that he, she is not just like himself? Mm-hmm. He never have a mirror to look into to say, oh, man, right. I'm a man and she's a woman. How, how did he know that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see know what I'm saying? This no, is, it's because this is, not same, this is the same guy. That created the plant life on the third day, but did not make the sun, the moon, and the stars until the fourth day. Exactly. How 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 does that make any sense? It doesn't. I always ask people that question. Either the writer's an idiot, or your God is an idiot, because we all believe that the sun. All right, my brother. You understand what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, exactly. I, I never argue with people about these. Uh, just let's just use logic. Let's not, but see, belief. I wanted to say something to the sister when uh, you were saying about your mother. I've been there. My mother's a minister. Uh, my father was a minister. He's a church pastor. But the thing of belief, this is where the problem comes in. This is why it was easy for her to shift over into another belief system. Because the definition of the word belief is to accept something. We could accept all types of things. Uh, one day, go. I was a Muslim. You know what I'm saying? I grew up Christian. Yes. 
I, I, I realized that was some nonsense, and then somebody convinced me to accept Islam. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, I can it's think all so. uncertainty. Huh? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, this is Kamichi Fox. I just wanted to add on. I just want to add what on to what uh, people are looking for simplification, whether it be Christianity, Islam, they want it. It's a simplified thing. It, they need a couple of characters, you know, God. with Islam. Characters. <laughs> you know, uh, like I say, how many millions or gazillions of people there is on the earth, and we all have to base our life around a few characters in a book? And, and then wow, people talk true. about it. They talk about it like they know these people. Like, right. look, look at how look at how Peter did. And not this. just talk like, about we it. We all know Peter. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just, not just talk about it. Get downright offended if you even dare yes. challenge their belief system. You know. Yeah. Well, let me. Like, let me well, add on to that. And made you the god of know it all. Right. Let me there's, add there's on to that. There's a pattern of escalation. Whenever you challenge it, like the brother uh, Holler, I, I recognize your voice. I, I think that's your yeah, name. Yeah, what's up, beloved? Yeah, how you doing, brother? <laughs> when you are challenging, <laughs> when you, I, there's, a, there's a pattern of escalation when you challenge religion. religion religious mm-hmm. people have to be emotional. They have to be passionate because they, have, right. yes. because they know that if somebody challenges them, that at some point, facts are not going to hold up. So it's going to have there's to be an answer to that. Belief and there's there an escalation a, of it. So when you start to answer to that, your guns and you challenge it, then it turns into all right, escalation. I'm passionate. I'm passionate. Then it turns into insult. Sooner or later, right. yes. if you don't back down. The insult is on the way. You know. Mm-hmm. They they call that cognitive dissonance. It's called cognitive dissonance. When you begin to contradict, and this is why I go so hard on religion. People don't understand. They like, yo, why, Holland, do you always, no matter what we talk about, you always go back to the religion. Religion is the seat of people's morality. When you look at the yes. different religions, yes. you will always understand their moral systems. And when you were yes. talking about how they talk about these characters in the Bible, I was like, yo, that's funny. Because don't you see black women who are Christians, they watch soap operas, right? They talk about them people <laughs> on soap operas just like they know them motherfuckers too. And I'll be like, yo, that's the same shit. Like it's a real person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You see. This is what oh, needs to be understood. Yesterday, about like my great grandmother, she she you know African woman, never been anywhere but Ghana in her life. Okay, um, never read a Bible, never read never read anything, never wrote anything. You know, she wasn't what we call formally educated, right? But she knew right from wrong. Mm-hmm. She lived her life in a manner that was respectable, that nobody walking the face of this earth could come at my great-grandmother and say, oh, she was a hoe. Oh, she was promiscuous. Oh, she neglected her children. My great-grandfather died and left her with 12 children, and she raised all of them. And each and every one of them are upstanding human beings, like not one of them 
is messed up. Okay? So you going to tell me that's not somebody who's righteous because she never read the Bible? Well, you see, that is that is what white that is what white supremacy wants us to believe. The, the reality mm-hmm. is that what I'm saying is that, like I said, to all enslaved to all enslaved people, which we are still mentally enslaved, because we don't realize that the chain is removed. But the dangerous enslavement that we are under is the mental enslavement, because when you don't know yourself, when you don't love yourself, okay, when you don't respect yourself, when you want to be somebody else, because that is basically what they indoctrinate you with. And sometimes when I look at black people and I say to them, okay, you believe in this heaven, you believe in this Jesus, you believe in the angels, how come all the angels are white? How come God is white? How come Jesus is white? Okay, so the same God and Jesus that helped them to enslave you, okay, is going to help them to free you? You have to be <laughs> stupid to believe that. Because if he was with them when they enslave you, how is he going to be against them to free you and give you your piece of the pie? Okay? Where and when is it going to happen? It's so funny that we having this conversation. I woke up. I go to sleep. They say when you go to sleep, what you put into your spirit, when you go to sleep, that's what you put inside of you. So I listened to the master teachers, and I woke up listening to Dr. Ben. And Dr. Ben says, man always talk about a God, but when did a God ever come? And talk about a man. When is God ever? And only talk about God created man. When did God ever come? Mm-hmm. We know man created God, but when did we ever see? Where is there a <laughs> documentation of a God creating a man? And it's the realest shit. No God has never come and devised any of these religions. I always say this. I said this since I was young because I'm like I talk to Rastas. I've talked to Muslims, I've talked to Krishnas, I've experienced all these religions, and each and every last say, we got the true knowledge. And I'm like, yo, that's yeah. crazy. They say the same thing, too. <laughs> but why yeah, don't God right. never come and devise this shit and say, all y'all niggas is wrong. This is what it really right. is. Right, let me say everybody's crazy, yeah. Right. And that's why it's also okay. crazy for people to say, I'm you, you, doing you know, God's work. Like, uh, I'm working for God. Right. <laughs> what does God mean? Why does an Almighty God need such an infidel to do its work? It's Almighty. What could I do for God? No, no. If it's so Almighty, what could I do possibly? And then, and then, what could any of us do? They'll, they'll, they'll hear us not, talking not, and they'll say, "Well, see, God ain't in y'all's life." Why y'all? The, and I say, God is not in my life. If God is not in my life, isn't that His fault? Don't that make Him a, a deadbeat exactly. dad? Right, right. <laughs> you know, you know. But look here. You know, one point is that most of us we say this word, but we never get it. They say it to us all the time, but we are not listening. You hear the word Almighty? That means all is mighty. We just don't realize that. We don't we don't realize that the God is within us, mm-hmm. and all of us have the ability to be mighty, but we are denying mm-hmm. that ability to be mighty. 
Okay? Mm-hmm. All knowing. All mm-hmm. of us are knowing, but we choose not to know. That's the difference. All of us are powerful. They're just right. plain and words. I stress to people the trick. The trick was was convincing us that it was something outside of ourselves. Exactly. It's the distraction thing. And that's what it was. Take yourself away you. from yourself. There you go. That's, that's what, what it is. Right. Take yourself in. away from yourself. The, the, exactly. the white supremacy when, comes in and saying, well, none, like even when you talked about your relative, it, you know, there was a good woman. Same thing with my grandfather, a good man. He didn't go to church, but he was good. You know, by all intents, everybody knows what good is. But he, but right. they'll say all of them, but they're still going. This is the white man talking. But they're still going to hell if they don't accept my son. You see, yeah, that's black folks talking too. Black folks say that too. They be like, it don't matter how good he do, what he do, if he don't accept Jesus Christ as his Lord Savior, he's still going to hell. However. You see, it's nigga. I've seen this. You could be the most downright, downtrodden, piece of shit, sell drugs, got a million babies, don't take care of them. <laughs> but if you got a cross on your chest and you say Jesus is Lord, they will accept that nigga before the upright, yep. righteous, yep. do good, That's actually right. are, is proactive well, in his community. Person who says, yeah. right. I have a question. Aren't most ministers sure. reformed drug dealers anyway? Reformed? <laughs> no, no, because my father wasn't one. My father, my father wasn't a drug dealer, no, but I'm he not did come from all, the hood. Brother. I'm not saying he all. Was a, but I'm he saying was a hustler, most though. of them. Yeah, most of them. In other words, there's no testimony without a test, right? There's no testimony right. without a test. So most everybody got a story, right? So isn't it, aren't mm-hmm. most ministers reformed of something in some kind of way? Yeah. Yes. That's what they say. That used to kill me when I was when I was younger. I used to hear the old people say, um, you know, we we living in the last days. We living in the last days. Y'all better straighten up. And it's like, well, what was you doing in the 1920s? Because y'all were saying we was living in the <laughs> last days in the 1920s. And y'all was yeah, over there, you know, drinking past prohibition and stuff, sneak bootlegging and whatnot. Y'all was doing mad stuff in the 1920s, and we was living in the last days and times then. So, you know, I don't know. It just is it's baffling to me. And every day is the last day for somebody. Somebody dies every day. That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, brother. <laughs> yeah. But you see, again, uh, when those we, people when are going to get whole... risen up out their graves. Remember, right. they will get risen when, up out their graves. Oh, yeah, the when one who accepts we... my son, and not Muhammad, but my son. If it's not my son, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. right. Muhammad no, might be but, a nigga. But, <laughs> these, these people, <laughs> these people, they write the Bible. They write the Bible, okay? They actually sit down, and that's what they have been doing for decades and centuries, actually hundreds of years. They 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 plan the future events, and they see to it. These are families that sit down and see to it that things work accordingly to how they write these books. Such right. as the Bible, even mm-hmm. the things that you see happening today, is things that they gauge 
They have done these things in advance to make people believe the bullshit and the lies. And so, therefore, all of us sitting down on our ass and waiting for Jesus to come out of the sky and rescue us from them, okay, and take us to heaven and give us this paradise and walk on the streets of gold, which is nothing but lies and, and garbage, okay? And that's what we fill up our heads with and going around and say, yes, we're going to get ours when Jesus comes. But everybody else is taking theirs today, and we're suffering. Right. Right. I, I have a simple question That's to right. ask that, ha- that I don't think anybody can answer. They say that, uh, you know, they argue about who wrote the Bible, right? Uh, in Genesis, it says, let there be light. And God said, let there be light. All right. Who is recording this? And then if God is saying <laughs> let, he's, he's, if he's saying let, he's making a request of somebody. <laughs> let there be light. Who is he talking to? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Can they say the Bible was written by inspiration of like people's inspiration or God inspired people to write these books of right. the Bible. So, you know, mm-hmm. the point is God inspired them to write these books of the Bible. So he not only inspired you, but he gave you all the answers. To the point where you go back to the beginning of time, where you went, where right. you didn't even exist, and you know everything that ha- you know in what order God created this, that, this, that. How you know? How, I mean, right. give me scientific <laughs> proof that God created other- this on this day or that on that day. Give me scientific proof. You know, well, I mean, but- we're going by what we read, and I'm not. By no means necessary am I trying to step on people's beliefs. If you're a Christian, you're a Christian. You 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 do what you do to the fullest and rock it to the fullest. You understand? But be the best version of yourself you can be. You can't tell me you a Christian. Meanwhile, you run around here, you messy, you gossip, you 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 inflict pain on your brethren. They are being what? the best Christian. They are, because that came from some people who are that. You might not know who I am. I'm Brother Holler, but there is a quote that I have coined. It is mine, and it goes like this. Anything that a people will embody, they will eventually evolve and become like the nature and the mind of the people who created it. Mm. Yep. Period. Yep. Profound, my brother. That is profound. Yeah. Very profound. You understand? It's just like you got, like I, I tell people in Philadelphia, where I'm from, it's the highest, the largest black Muslim community. And they have evolved, mm-hmm. and they are evolving and turning into Arabs. You see nothing but a bunch of niggas with mm-hmm. dark ass spots on their foreheads because they prostrate mm-hmm. all the time and they want to mm-hmm. speak uh, a- 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 Arabic and yeah, exactly. Mm. Because you evolve and become like those people. Mm. So yeah, they are doing their best version of Christianity. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and no. they can't be their best self because Religion is the antithesis of self-esteem because he's like, I can't mm-hmm. do it without, you know, I can't do it without uh, this person. I can't do it without yep. Christ. I can't do it without yep. Allah. 
I can't do it out with Yahweh. And and then the leaders of these religions are the only ones who have any self esteem. That's why everybody listens to the preacher. The preacher got self esteem. Everybody else is, you know, subservient. And you know why that yep. nigga got self esteem? Cause he getting all day money. I you yeah, know so funny. You we go. had this last um you go. Uh, economical problem. It was something that was going on with the churches when people were having a problem with tithes and offerings because, yo, people were losing their jobs. They were starting to lose their homes. Uh, This is where that uh, blessed and highly favored nonsense came from. Why? Because they had to keep niggas motivated to pay them tithes and offerings. Hey, I even saw an interview with Joyce Myers. They had George Myers on there, <laughs> yes. And she, they was like, well, what about, you know, the economical crash and, you know, it, it's, it's bad for people out there. Uh, and she said with a very stern and a, yeah, you, I, I got to find this and send it to you, Lance, so you can see this. She said, I think the word specifically said, to uh, give your money. Like, fuck mm-hmm. what niggas is going through. Uh, the word said, give your money. And I have seen this personally oh, yeah. because I grew up in church. I come from a long line of them. When niggas ain't giving their money, all of a sudden, the will a man rob God sermon comes up. <laughs> I was just about to say that. There's always a sermon on that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Niggas get scolded. Oh, niggas get scolded. Oh, you ain't doing right. You wonder why your household. Yeah, and they put the fear thing in you. They make you feel guilty. Yeah. That that that, that, that guilt too. They lay that <laughs> you just meant that heavy Who guilt. Do that? I know this religion Listen. depends on that guilt trip. You know that I've right. heard yep. many I grew up in the church yeah. too, so I've heard it all, brother. I heard the You know exactly like, what I'm talking about. You was right, at the club. Y'all got time for the club, but you ain't got time right. for God. You got time right. for the soul. But you ain't got time for right. God all this. What is amazing is how the the pastors and the ministers they're like superstars, ghetto superstars. Mm -hmm. You know, they ghetto superstars. You at your lowest. The only way you Mm -hmm. can get saved is to be in your lower self. This is how, that's the only way. They have to tell you how downtrodden and fucked up you are. You are. Yep. And this yep. is, and the, and the insurance policy, in the, right, in the insurance policy, the insurance policy in the scriptures is the scripture, I can't quote it off right, it, it, it has the effect of, uh, talking about the story of the rich man who they asked him to give up all of his riches, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. Walk on life of Christ. And the yeah. rich man basically yeah. was like, fuck out of here, yo. And yeah. it was like, yeah. it, will be, it will be easier to get a camel through the through eye the of the needle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For a rich man but you know why? The kingdom. Yeah, because first of all, a rich man is happy. 
Nine times out of ten, he's uh, logical and he's intellectually astute, and he would never fall for such bullshit. Exactly. Only desperate people. That's why they need desperation is a part of the equation. Right. 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 And you can only get saved. How can you save me? I got to be in a vulnerable position to be saved. So when I hear sisters, I ran into some Jehovah Witnesses yesterday, and it was like, have you been saved? From what? It's always my answer. Saved from what? Hell fire. Of course it's hell. That's the only thing. That's the final clip. Hell. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, they get mad at me. They get mad at me. I'll be walking down the street, and they'll be like, sister, has anybody approached you today and told you about the word of God? And they ha- they got their little pamphlet ready to give me. Hold up. And I just tell them, listen, I don't want that. Oh, no, you don't want that? No. Why would I carry around junk? I got enough junk in my That's purse. The good news. I want to add That's more? the good news. That's the good well, news. You can see the look of scorn on their face. And I'm saying to them, you know, I don't I don't whatever you peddling, whatever you selling, I ain't buying. I'm good. Go preach somebody right. else to somebody else who, who really wants it. Because there's nothing and, you can tell me right about now. And the frown is you know ridiculous because they know doggone well you've heard about the word of God. How could you live in America, we all heard that. I heard that since I was a child, lady. Right. right. Even, so, <laughs> right. Why you, so what they're really doing, what they're really doing is asking you do, to do the two-step with me. And when you said, no, nah, no, thank right. you, look of scorn is what? Like, you're not going to do the two-step with me? You know? Right. <laughs> you're not going to go, you're not going to do this dance? You know, act like nope. this is some. I'm not about to shuffle you never heard with before. you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm not and cool they with you and foot shuffling with you. I'm, I don't want to dance. I don't want to dance. I want you to. I want you to make me feel like I'm a foot soldier for the Lord, and I'm out here with all you bad people, and I'm trying to tell you, and y'all are rejecting me. That's what they want you to make them feel like. You know, they want. I you once to heard somebody say, <laughs> "I don't scratch my head unless it itches." I don't dance unless I hear good music, you know, and that's true. Like, why should I jump on your bandwagon because it's what you believe? I personally don't believe what you believe. And somewhere along the, another, down the road, we're going to come into a head where we headbutting each other. And then when I go to tell you why I feel you wrong, oh, now you mad. And now I'm, 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 I'm. You know, promoting Satan and and, and and no, I'm just not promoting that shit. That comes from you know what, sister? You know I'll what, sister? I want to tell you something. I challenge people because I, when, like you said, you told the sister, I don't believe that. Here's what you're going to find if you really put them to the test. They don't believe it either. Yeah. Like I said, they just yeah. want you to do the two step with them. <laughs> I want to yeah. take it even further. I'm going to take it even further. When you really eradicate that out your life, and I'm telling you this from experience, they won't even come near you. They can tell. They know. Out here in Arizona where I live at, yo, the Jehovah Witnesses out here, there's a bunch of churches and all types of the Mormons is out here, whoop-de-whoop, right? So I used to get on the light rail and ride, and they would get on and start handing out pamphlets. 
but for some reason, they know. They would never look my way. They would never come my direction, and they still don't. They know when you're not. They know when you're strong enough. They can look in your face and tell, yep. this ain't a nigga we could even convert. There ain't yep. no converting. Yeah. Ain't no converting jumping off over here. If they even get bold enough, because it'd be something they get bold, but the moment they open their mouth, I stop them and let them know, listen, whatever you about to do, you only get in practice. It ain't no converting jumping off here today. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they go the other way. They go the other way. Mm-hmm. Or I wear my unk. Did they see that unk? They go the other way. They already mm-hmm. know. I can't even mm-hmm. I, I can't even approach him. Yup. At all. Yeah. It's true. Because yeah. you wash yourself for that. Because again, like I said, that religion is the seed of your morality. Your morality is your um how do we say your uh your spiritual uh jacket is your covering. You can tell. You know when I walk in a room and I walk in a room of Muslims, I already know how they think. I already know how they get down. When I walk in a room uh, of Mormons or Jehovah Witnesses or Christ, let's just take Christianity alone because it's so crazy how they so subdivided. I can walk in a room and be in a room with Baptists and holiness and already know uh, these are going to be two different uh, types of Negroes. They're going to act totally different from each other. Same oh, race of people, I, I got same religion. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Same religion. I got physical proof same of what Bible. There's a, yeah. a, a business park of churches, and like there's like seven churches in one shopping center business. It's called a business park. I don't know if it, anybody who knows anything about yeah. Maryland. I've mm-hmm. been from Maryland here. Over here. I know I'm, about I'm Maryland. Marlboro. Yeah, Upper Marlboro in this area. Over here on Ritchie Road, yes, there's sir. some business park. Mm-hmm. And there's like seven churches in what. Some of these churches are right beside each other. I mean, that right beside, like a storefront church here and a storefront church right beside it. Then two things more down, another storefront church. I'm just like, it's a lot. It's about seven of them, and I'm like, wow. And the, and so the the uh, the uh, members of your church never went over to greet the other people. Y'all all believers, and like they never yeah. go across the street or down the yeah. down the street. To have church with other people, I've never seen churches do that. That's how I know it's a No, well, nigga, it's called capitalism. It's, it's, it's capitalism. It's like two well, seven eleven on the same block. One church. I've it's only like seen in one That's church like. in my life that did that. That visited another church, invited the other church to come over there. You know, I've only seen one church in thirty nine years that did that. Wow. And that's truly mm, I've seen it. I've it, seen it, it on a regular it, basis, but it was like-minded. Because, see, in, in Baptists and different churches, they may have a group of Baptist churches that are part of their conference. Right, they invite a church right. that's totally different. Like, these are Pentecostals over here. Let's go visit them. 
Even though we have, we no. we still believers, so we can still visit. Nah, they never do that. <laughs> you know why? You, you put know Catholics why? and Baptists in a room together and see what go what go what goes down. No, those same godly people will be fighting. Wigs will be thrown off. Shoes will be kicked <laughs> off. You, those same right. people, and That's you be right. like five minutes later, like I thought y'all was so godly though. Why right. are y'all fighting? Because I ain't never heard God say that in order to preach his word or touch his people, you got to be fighting with your brother or your sister. I never heard that. So where does Not the fight there. come in? Because there's what I'm classism. Into. There's a classism thing. When you start yep. understanding the dynamics of these uh sub these subcultures and the Christian faith. When you dealing with the holiness church, the Pentecostal yep. churches, these are people who are of your lower class people. Yep. I, when you I, start mm-hmm. dealing with the Baptist churches, these are yep. your uppity Negroes. These are people that got college degrees, uh yep. their their sorority soras, uh fraternity dudes, uh uh, Masons, yep. uh, these are your Baptist, and they've become progressive because, I, and Lance, you know, we had this conversation a year ago, explained to you how some of these holiness church people uh, came over and became Baptist church ministers, and this is where these mega churches started becoming uh, more uh, affluent because they brought over the uh, what would you would say more the African spiritual perspective because the old Baptist churches are those churches that used to be like yo you can hear a church mouse running in there because you better not be acting up in there. It's yeah, an yeah, up, up and the upright thing. I grew up right. in it, so I know the truth in what you're saying. But the you know what I'm saying, beloved. The AMEs people they think it's white, and and you can tell. Uh, it's also in the music, like the Holiness Church. There was a Holiness Church on the end of my block. Everybody knew about the Holiness Church. They throw down in there, you know, drugs. Right. You know, they, they, you know, they, they don't mind. So, you know, they get the hand clap. They, they, they throw down. Oh you know, yeah, and this nigga's foaming at the mouth for falling out and all that. Yeah, that's all going but on, they, but laying on the hands and all that. The AME Zion people, what I, they only sing him. Glory be to the Father. Right. right. They don't talk. Right. We're not like that. We're more refined. We right. and, and we right. don't have a preacher. We have clergy members. Uh, right. <laughs> but this is. But let me tell you how they became the mega churches. Those holiness church preachers started realizing it ain't no money over here because them folks <laughs> is broke. They poor. Yep, yep. So they started taking yeah. jobs at these Baptist churches, and they broke way. And I'm telling you from experience because my father was a Pentecostal preacher who ended up mm. taking a job at a church that my ancestors, my uncles built that was a Baptist church. Now, he had problems when he first got there because my mother and my aunts and them all came over. Now, they uh, screaming hallelujah and all that in the service, and them old black folks was looking at them like, yo, who the hell let these niggas in the church? But within six months to a year, you wouldn't have never even known it was a Baptist church, and this started to become a trend. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that yet. I find, the thing that I find to be kind of comical or humorous is not to bring up celebrities, but we just gonna put it out there. Mace was a rapper <laughs> when and became Mace. a pastor. <laughs> then he was like, "I'm going back to be a rapper again." Hey, and well, then what are you struggling with? Because if yeah. you found God, because I remember the first time Mace went and became a pastor. Oh, he found God. He no longer does those worldly things. He's preaching God's word. And then, yeah. how much did Puffy offer your stupid ass for you to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going back to Bad Boy? And he came out with an album, I think, and it flopped because yeah. by then no one takes you seriously as a rapper anymore. Hell, you couldn't even really speak. I always wondered if the boy was a little, little touched or, you know, a little retarded or something because the boy can't talk. He can't, he can't speak. He doesn't sound... He sounds like somebody who struggled a lot throughout school. I don't know if he was on a special cheese bus or whatever, but he sounds like one of them type mm-hmm. kids. And and how on earth is it that, like, how much did Puffy have to offer you or Diddy or whatever the hell he want to call himself on any given day? How much did he have to offer you to you to say, oh, you know what, I'm going to become a rapper again? And by then, no one took you seriously as a rapper. I mean, no one took you seriously as a rapper the first time. But we damn sure didn't take you seriously as a rapper the second time that you said you was becoming a rapper after you left the church. Because if you could be that, what's the word I'm looking for, that – um Flick. If you could be easily that easily moved from God, from God, yeah. from from church, Come on. then I'm I want to answer that question. I want to answer that question for you. He Go never ahead. left. He never left. He was stuck in that contract. Puff didn't offer him nothing to come back. He was still in contract. What happened with Mace was after Big got killed, and it was so much. Uh, I, I'm in. I, I, I I'm in music. There's a lot of dudes that feel like they have to talk a certain way and do certain things to portray a certain persona, uh, because this is what uh the masses or the public wants to buy. Sex, drugs, and violence is what it's about. But when it got real, it really got real. Puff, uh, I mean, uh, Mace pretty much uh, like, yo, I got to go. So he found God. You understand? He never left his contract. Uh, uh, he was always stuck in his contract with Bad Boy, with Puff. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it was a contractual thing for uh, Mace to have to come back and do an album. But I think the thing that needs to be understood about this whole church thing, God thing, is this. Let's look at the Bible and the atrocities in the Bible. All listen, if you the whole thing of grace, because this is what Christians live on, grace. Uh-huh. Which comes from the dude Paul, Saul, whatever the hell you want to call this character. But it was built uh-huh. under a contradiction. According to the literature, Paul or Saul of Tarsus 
was a, a Roman, right? He had a move of God, supposedly, and all of a sudden he became on Jesus' dick, and he became a, a, a hero for Jesus. However, the problem was was that the Jewish priest was like, yo, how you going to abandon the law? The old law, you can't abandon the law. I'm talking about the Torah, the first, the first books. So Paul, straddling the fence created this concept of grace. It's a contradictory concept. Now, every Christian you know, do they not contradict themselves? Of course, day in and day out. Every day. They say they love the Lord today, woo, 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 and they can do the same shit you do, but if they don't, if you ain't never confessed to say you a Christian, what you doing is sin. What they doing is they fell short of the glory of the Lord. All they got to do is ask for forgiveness, and I'm good because I'm covered under the blood and under the grace. It's contradiction. Yep. You understand? Yep. And it goes back That's to what I said. Anything a people will embody, they will eventually evolve and become oh, like the mind and the nature of the creators. Right. That's why I, I, I like to challenge. I like to be those who say they propagating for the Lord. I like to be their worst nightmare because my thing is not just to show. <laughs> I don't believe. I want. I, my thing. I'm going to prove that you don't believe because I'm going to. Because one thing I asked them, I said, so you woke up this morning, I try to make them be truthful. I'm going to tell, tell if they're a liar or not. So you woke up this morning. Do you wake up? Did you wake up this morning looking for Jesus? Did you look out the window say maybe the day he's coming back? No, you didn't. And you, and, and you, you, did, you, don't, you don't wake up in the morning expecting for Jesus to come back. You know, all the time. And matter of fact, if you saw him on the side of the road while you're going on the way to work for a rush hour, you might run him over. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like I said, See, when my thing, son one died, thing, when... go ahead. One of the things that we need to do, and I'll be honest with you, one of the things that we need to do as a people, and I think this is where sometimes it gets kind of very dicey because we all have a lot of information as regards of this now what we have to do we have to start to get into forum where i tell people okay this is where we start grassroots movement we have to get into our black community and we're going to have to start educating the younger black generation in order to give them this consciousness that they need because the older people they don't care about this consciousness because they already been duped by the system they already been in, in just like yeah. the, the, when they when they when when they when they write the, in the Bible, we talk about when they were coming out of Egypt, okay, and all the older people had to die off in the wilderness, so to speak, okay, because of this um, so-called sin that they committed. What we have to do now, we have to allow this older generation that is locked into this so-called Christianity that is keeping us down. We have to allow them to go on and do their thing. But we have yeah. to become the people who start to educate the younger people among us, our children, our nieces and nephews, and those in our community. 
we have to put them on the track that they need to be to reject religion, reject white supremacy, and yeah. help them to realize that we have come to know, we have come into the knowledge of the truth about what these people have been hiding from us for all these decades and centuries, you see, and what we are suffering, the deficit that we are suffering from. So we, we have to really do this because it's important that we lead our people away from the destruction that they are facing. And, and that yeah. is really the, the icing on the cake. But you know what, yeah, Brother like Kasdan? Said, the crazy thing is we don't even got to go so hard because these youth are driven by economics. So they be looking at the church like, shit, nigga, they shit ain't giving me no money. I ain't trying to hear none of that you trying to say either. All the way across the board. <laughs> Consciousness is everything. <laughs> I had to explain to somebody because he was like, I'm trying to get this consciousness to these youngins. I said, listen. These kids are marketed by economics. I said, if you pulled up in that shit with that ice on and they and and, and consciousness got you to that, they will listen. But when they see all the nonsense that's going on, which they don't be wanting to hear that, these kids do not be wanting to hear it. Like I said, when my son died, my mom was like, you know, she she wanted everybody to who had something to say, stand up and, you know, speak about him and what they remember or whatever words they God put on their heart for them to say. So all I know is the day of the funeral. Now, I'm a mess. I got to bury my son on this day. You know what I'm saying? I'm a mess. I'm not thinking straight. My mom asked me, do you have anything you want to, like, whether you it's a word you want to read or a song you want to play, anything like that that you want to contribute? So I took my time, and at the time I had just heard um, Fallen Angels by Loaded Lux. And it just, it, I was like, I dedicate this to my baby. You know, he's gone. I dedicate this to him. So... My mistake was sending it to my mother to listen to, just thinking that she would see the wisdom in the, in that song, you know, and right. and and agree. Knowing that my mom is like the most rigid person I know. If it ain't her way, she's a Leo. So if it ain't her way, it is totally the highway. So what ended up, or what started out as everyone trying to give their contribution in terms of saying whatever or singing or or music-wise, whatever they wanted to contribute to this funeral became one big mess. My stepfather wanted to read from the the New Testament. She shut him down. Oh, no, I'm a a Hebrew. I don't believe in that. You're not reading anything from the New Testament. I don't want to hear about Jesus at this funeral. She shut me down. No, you can't play that song. He's talking about Allah, 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 Allah. No, 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 no. Ma, Julian wasn't even religious. So you want to read the Torah, and anybody that's going that's not reading the Torah or got something to say about the Torah can't say anything now? <laughs> like, what the hell? I'm the I one that gave birth to boy. Yeah. I'm the one. No, it's, it's for real, though. Like, in hindsight, it's funny. But back then, it, it, it was pissing me off because I'm the one that 
not for nothing. I know you, my mama, and I know you went through your share, your share of pain to bring me into this world. But I'm his mama. I'm the one that was laid up for 23 and a half hours in labor. How you going to just shut everybody down like that? It pissed That's me off God so authority. bad that I That's said, that I don't God even want to contribute anything now. Like, I just want to, I don't even want to bury my son. So I'm just here, and y'all do what y'all got to do, and let's get it done and over with. Like, I was done. I was done. Because I'm already going through enough on that day. And then you add in all of that. Mm -hmm. My mom literally got into a fight with my stepfather in the car and asked me to weigh in. I said, Ma, I don't care about y'all's religious argument right now. Julian is gone. Mm. Like, are y'all not peeping that? It's not about which one of you think you're right, which one of you think you have something to say. Forget about all of that. That boy who was so full of life and so full of beauty in its essence is gone. You want to argue about what song going to be played, who going to read this, who going to read what? Now you want me to weigh in. Now you know I'm not the person, the individual to be weighing in on this. Why are you turning around saying, right, Helena? No, no, no. You two have at it. Duke it out. <laughs> That become very antagonistic and offensive. And that's when I, yeah. I always feel like I have to let them, I feel like everybody has a duty to check them and let them know when they're wrong like that. You cannot, it's just like, no, you cannot be antagonistic and offensive and all of these negative things and say, I'm good. You know, my Jesus, my Jesus told you, and then start calling people names. Now, you the devil, mm -hmm. you a gatekeeper. See, these, now, you being a, now you're offending us. It's you an know, ambiguous nature. And, and, and on any other day, I would have had the strength to stand up to her. But on that day, I was incapacitated. I barely could get myself out of bed, you know? Mm. Thank God for my man. He was there. He's the one who got me out of bed, showered me, got me dressed, walked me to the car. I could barely stand on my own two feet because I never, ever, when I was a kid, envisioned having babies and losing one like that. So by then, I was just done. Like, I was like, y'all want to fight? Go ahead and fight. I don't care. I don't care. It's terrible how that, and that's why I bang so hard. I don't care about none of that. All the other things that's going on in our community really spawns off of this because it started, like, I don't know any other way to explain it. They didn't just throw this at us for no reason. They threw it right. for a reason. It was a reason behind it, and it's working. They, we got whammy. They did the whammy to us, and it's still working because it's still working. It, it hasn't stopped. And the ambiguous nature that they take, they think they have a God authority because they are involved in what they are involved in and you're not. They feel like they have this personal connection to God that you don't. They don't have to respect you. They don't have to respect what you think. 
because as far as they're concerned, you think from a carnal mind, and they are thinking from a righteous mind. They are and that's led by the Holy Spirit. That, yeah, that, but that's a... But I was going to say, but what I don't understand, like, how is it that maybe y'all got to help me on this, and I'm still trying to understand this. How is it that you choose a day like that? to want to stand on your podium and be right. Does it really Doctrine. matter if you right? My son is gone. Doctrine. Religious intolerance has everything to do with the doctrine. It's the doctrine. Uh, Christianity. Chris, yeah, exactly. Christianity and, in, in, uh, I'm sorry, Christian, Christian intelligence overrides all because it has to be that way because there are no facts to support it, so it has to be dogmatic. It has to override all There you go, brother. There you go. You was right in my head, beloved. Y'all are going to hell where my Jesus, God is coming to show all of you. You're all going to see they got the blast because it's so. Dogma. It can't stand. It has to be. That's why it's called dogma. It's called dogma, and it's dogmatic. It makes them dogmatic. Doctrine. The doctrine dictates this. Why? This is how they presented it to the people in the first place. They enforced this on people. You are going to worship this, or I'm going to cut your head off. And it's all white supremacy at the end of the day. It's the Christian doctrine Thank that you. is the Christians, mm-hmm. because it's, it's the white man. It's at the end of the day, Christ is the white man. And that's why they told all the slaves, you know, you must accept my son. Preacher, Tom, tell the slaves that they all have to accept my son. You know, we don't want But even before slavery, beloved, even before slavery, this was before slavery, though. That's why I tell people, go study Alexandria. Uh, even the, the whole uh, the whole lineage of the, 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 the Ptolemies, all of the the, the white uh, pharaohs, they started it there. This was before slavery. Slavery was the apex. It mm-hmm. started like they was already putting this in our people prior to even leaving the continent. Mm-hmm. Most black people in America, we on the we on the straight slave plantation version of it though. Right, right. We on the after being stripped down, uh, dehumanized, and then yo here take this. Yeah, and it, and it's like they're saying no, no, ain't nothing going in here except the white man. What the white man right. say go up in the The white it's man. It's like stripping what? the computer My down. God, like, it's, strip, it's like stripping the computer down. You strip the computer down, and then you upload what you want in it, and that's what it's going to be. That's what they yeah. did. They, 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 they took everything down. They swiped everything off, cleared everything out, and then this is what we're going to upload in you. In fact, I wanted to get – I started – I haven't had time. If I, I haven't had time, but I wanted to make a video and put it on my channel for that – Ah, uh, one of those. See, they got offensive. Uh, they went over their bounds. See, uh, what's that lady's name? I don't know the re- her name, but she 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 said she's thankful for slavery 
And if it wasn't for slavery, I'd be somewhere in Africa worshiping a tree. You see? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to make the whole video. I got an address for that, sister. I will tell her straight right now. It makes way more sense for you to worship a tree than for you to worship that white man that you worshiping now. A tree yeah. uh, gives you purifies your air. It gives you fruit. It gives you food. It sustains your life. That white man that you worship, he don't do nothing but murder, rape, and kill and pillage you. So it makes more sense yeah. for you to worship a tree than for you to worship that yeah. cracker. Now say it it's just like foolish that. Talk. Because these minds get all out of pocket they believe. <laughs> it's the foolish talk we talk. I've heard that too. The most famous one I heard was, if it wasn't for slavery, I'd have never uh, known about Jesus. That's the most common one. I thank God for slavery because if it wasn't for slavery, I'd have never been introduced to Jesus Christ. And I think that is the most asinine bullshit I ever heard in life. But okay, that pretty much go right up there uh, next to Kanye, uh, OJ is like the dumbest niggas of all time. Like I got a list of dumbest niggas of all time. OJ up there, uh, Kanye up there, and that brother I can't think of his name, but he said I thank God for slavery because if it wasn't for slavery, we would never know about Jesus Christ. But this is the, but this goes back to what Brother Kempton said earlier. We have to go ahead and be strong and stand on our truth. You have to be logical because I, I'll step up to challenge that. I will not let that slide. I'm going to be like, well, what has Christ, you say you was introduced to Christ, what does he look like? That's my first thing. I'm going to say, what does he look like? And as soon as they fix their lips to say, it don't matter what he looked like or he don't have a color. Oh, now he's the invisible man now, you know. Or he, it doesn't matter what he looked like. Well, how are you going to say that you're looking for somebody? You, I'm, I'm looking for somebody to, to visit me. Brother, going to come to visit me. I'm going to leave my porch light on for him. I'm going to be looking for him. But what does he look like? Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, how you look? How do you expect somebody? You, you, you claim you're looking for somebody to come back, but you don't know what he looks like. I think you got to let it slide. And Brother Keston had the best angle at it. You just got to raise your babies. You know what I'm saying? I look at it like this. When you're dealing with these people, especially when you come into conscience, when you start pumping your pineal, or as I say, when you become a cyclops, you realize you're on a certain level. You, you, you're on a college level. You're on a you're you're on a on an adult level and you now arguing with children. I don't argue with kids. No, I do that. That's sometimes how you gotta approach the situation. Sometimes the kids are listening while they're talking this foolishness. So you have to run the check so whether that the person you're talking to is or not. The kids are I'm not talking about I'm not talking about physical kids. I'm talking about mental kids. Child like minded, yeah. Thank you. Exactly. Well, you see. No, I understand, but yeah, I'm saying see, sometimes the thing physical is that, kids are listening to this nonsense 
And you, I don't let it slide because I don't have a reason to. We don't get nothing by letting it slide. I check it. <laughs> <laughs> he sound like an antagonist like me. Sister called me an agent. I told her you got the wrong A word. I'm an antagonist. I'm not an agent. I'm an right, antagonist. Right. That, that was, they, they pulled out all the stops. They went from devil to agent to gatekeeper. They pulled out all the stops. With all the attacks. Yeah. Like, no. I got called stupid and everything. You're either yeah, a devil, yeah. a person, or a gatekeeper, or all three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Kevin. I see the thing is, you see, go ahead, no, brother Kevin. See, the thing is, brothers and sisters, what, what, what I'm saying is that what we have to realize that we have been so bamboozled, okay, as I said at the beginning, by this doctrine, okay, more, what what we don't realize is that all of the all of us as people, what has happened to us is like the woman that has been kidnapped from she was very young, being raped, being starved for food, being doing everything bad too. And the reality is, when we come back to the fore, this same woman, after a certain amount of years, she developed this this false love for this man that has done all these bad things to her. And, and and wanting to please him. And even if you and I go to, to, to rescue her and tell her what happened to her, she won't believe me and you. Because the reality is that she's living in somebody else's reality now. She don't know herself anymore. She don't even know where she come from anymore. Because our, our mind has gone into a whole different place. And that's where religion has placed us. As a people. Stock you see, we, we don't... We, we don't... We, Exactly, exactly. So just like what the sister is saying, you know, when somebody dies, okay, and we talked about that earlier, when somebody dies and, and we are going through our mourning, our time of grief, most people don't have no clue or no idea what to say to us. But what we mm -hmm. have to understand, as long as life, once life comes forth, you can never get rid of it. It can never mm -hmm. be destroyed. And if you mm -hmm. know that truth, you will realize what's going on. Life cannot be destroyed. You cannot destroy life just like you cannot destroy the year. We are just in this body, in this shell. And once, once this shell pass off the scene, I die so-called, as they call it, the life force or the consciousness of, of what we are just go away into a different state of a world, a mind. You see, mm -hmm. we, we continue in a different body, but we, we, we don't realize that because we are so dumbed down in this reality by the food, the water, and everything that they give us. It is what is keeping mm -hmm. us in this state of mind. Yes. Yeah. got I, I us stuck in our human analogy. nature. That was a good analogy you gave about, you know, how we were raped and, you know, all of that. But, you know, and, and, and I just want to say this. Uh, I won't go to their meeting place to challenge them like that because that's where they do that at. They do that at the church. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't walk up into a church and be like, hey, I'm challenging all of y'all's religion. I wouldn't do that. Now, by that same mm -hmm. token, when brothers and sisters are getting together to work out this problem and deal with white supremacy, religious people cannot show up amongst us and try to dog us out with that. Because they have to be checked. It's like you're not going to come. We're having a, a, we're, you know, we're having a, a, our version of freedom doesn't have anything to do with your, you know, 
contrived hell, you know, mm-hmm. a place where we're going to burn forever. It's not. This is not a religious meeting, which means mm-hmm. you don't have the right to come in here and dog us out with that. Am I wrong? Or am I being No, you're right. No, you're no, no, you're one hundred percent right. You're not you're not you're not wrong, my brother, and I'm gonna tell you something. And I, I, I relate this to Lance the other day. I was going to a particular place where black people, young black people are coming out to express themselves, okay, about um it's on an open mic forum. What I realize is and I'm going to I, I I'm sure many of you guys realize this, anytime black people start up something that is of consciousness and it's to help black people. You know what they do when they don't send in the religious people? They send in the gay people. Okay? Yep. <laughs> to destroy the got poor. Some all of them too. I like them. Okay? <laughs> do you realize, mm-hmm. do you guys realize that, that, that gay people in America today and in the, around the world have, have more rights, more than black people still today? Absolutely. Do you guys realize that? That's and speaking of that, uh, Dr. Claude Anderson said when, and I and I specifically remember Dr. Claude Anderson saying that when he created affirmative action, or when he came up with the concept of affirmative action, he came up with it for black people. He didn't come up with it for gays, midgets, and 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 and, and whatever other buffoonery people got going on. He he came up with it for black people. So for it now to be taken out of context. And now everybody has, you know, it's a civil rights issue for everybody. Well, let me let me let me build on to that. Civil rights. Actually, I'm about to build on to that. It is, and I'm gonna tell you why. What most people don't know is that the true driving force behind the civil rights movement had nothing to do with us. We was the front. Yep. Even yep. Martin Luther yep. King was the front. He wasn't really the driving force behind exactly. the civil rights movement. It was Bayard Rustin. 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 And yep. you need to find out who Bayard yep. Rustin is. Bayard yep. Rustin was a notorious homosexual. I mean, yep. when when they mean mm-hmm. notorious, notorious even to white people, he was out of complete pocket as a homosexual. Uh, the civil rights movement was exactly for that, but they couldn't put a homosexual black man in the forefront. Mm-hmm. They put Martin Luther mm-hmm. King in the forefront, but the civil <laughs> rights movement ain't had shit to do with us. It had everything yep. to do yep. with building the environment for exactly what you see right now. There you go, my brother. So a nigga be talking that civil rights shit, I'll be like, yeah, man, you need to go find find out what it was really about. It was not about what they portray it to be. That was the front. The same thing okay. with the Black yeah. Lives Matter movement. They in their mission the, statement the, the, that we are exactly. not, we're trying to steer away from the more male-dominated uh, uh, model of leadership. You know, they stated, if you look at their manifesto, Black Lives Matter is the exact same thing. You know, it's fronting as a freedom uh, movement okay. for black people, but really it's a gay movement. Right, right. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And that's the, that's the reality that I'm trying to get across to you guys, that we have to know what's going on. 
and and really in, in in the last stages of Martin Luther, Martin Luther King, when 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 the civil rights kind of got out of control as far as white supremacy concerned, and when they called in all the big three, and they went in there and they start questioning them, just like uh, Malcolm X speech when he says that, okay, what what we're gonna do now? They say, well, we're not in control of it. You guys guard and stuff. We're not in control. Because it took off on a different level. The people realize now that they are being bamboozled. And so what they did now, they say, okay, we'll get you in the forefront of it. Okay? And they bring it back into control. They always use these people that they call the so-called black leader. But I always ask the question, who the hell choose them? Which black people get up and choose them? None of us choose them. White right. supremacy choose these so-called leaders that we have called in leaders. Okay, the Mark, the Jesse Jackson, the the Reverend Sharptons, and all of these bullshitters—they have been chosen by white supremacy Mm -hmm. to duke us and keep us in the place that we are. And now we even worse. The leaders now are celebrities. (laughs) Those are the black leaders. People be like, "We need leadership." I'm like, "Y'all got the leadership that you want." And and, and it's like people are so full of stuff now. They call we are like, "We need strong black leaders." But why? The only ones you're going to follow are the celebrities. (laughs) So you got this leadership, Beyonce, Jay-Z, Cardi B, those are your leaders. Those are the only ones you're going to follow. I think the the most important thing that needs to be understood is spiritual enlightenment. Even focus on these things that are of our human nature. They really don't mean Mm -hmm. nothing. I am just going to keep it real. This is coming from somebody who was on his deathbed, who crossed over twice and came back. Brother Keston is absolutely right. You do not die. And once you understand that, this bullshit really doesn't matter. So, like, I really don't get into it. I really could care less. You know what I'm saying? Uh, What Bill Cosby did, what Kanye did, whatever. Because the truth of the matter is, I'm going to continue to live on. We all going to continue to live on. I think if we stop feeding into the nonsense of our human nature and yes. go back to the yes. spiritual people that our ancestors were, yo, because yes. I'm going to tell you the thing that white people yes. hate the most. They hate being ignored. Amen. <laughs> they hate not being relevant. They hate not being relevant. That was the fucking problem in the first place. This is what nobody's not getting from the door. Nobody invited them out of them caves. And two, when they came, they realized they didn't have shit to do with the wonderfulness of this planet. And we was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, no, this ain't for you. They hated it. And they still hate it. This is why everything we do, they take. This is why everything they do, they imitate. Yep. That was the whole point of the Ptolemies. They wanted to be pharaohs. Yep. Why? Because yep. they wasn't great niggas mm-hmm. like we were. They wasn't the naggers, mm-hmm. the niggers. That's why they mm-hmm. called us niggers and put the negative behind it mm-hmm. because they hated the fact that we were naggers, niggers, niggers. So when I hear We're black niggers. people talking about why you use the word nigger, grow the fuck up, yo. Stop entertaining that mm-hmm. bullshit. That that's right. When it ain't got nothing to day, do with us. That's right. That just, yep. just like religion. The other day, the discussion went south when that dude jumped on you and insulted you 
for using the word nigger. Well, obviously you don't. You ain't in touch with yourself that you said nigger. You know, mm-hmm. I remember. misguided <laughs> convictions. That's what I call them. Misguided convictions. A lot of us live by misguided convictions, and it has a lot to do. And with let me add to that, brother. Let me add to that, brother Holler. Not ahead, only sister. are they living by mis- misguided convictions, but they also living in a false sense of security. You know, they think they're well manicured lawns and they, you know, they little they little trinkets and stuff that they have mm-hmm. to show for yep. how how good a, how good an mm-hmm. ass they kissing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Is what's going what yep. means something. And at the end of the day, hello, we just seen one of the rich. I mean, I know for me, I ain't never know nobody black who was richer than Bill Cosby coming up as a kid. They took him Hello. down like a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. They took him down like a bag back of this. chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. but see, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like a bag of lays or something. You know what I mean? And they just straight run it. The way they took him down should be intolerable. I talk, People always talk about stay on code, stay on code. You know, or we, we need to be on code because I've heard that mentioned. But the code is... We know we are we're not gonna agree about Bill Cosby, how he got his riches, him being boule. There's some people who don't believe in that, who don't know nothing about that. There's some people who do. But one thing that the the code, the black code says this: you can't just go convict an icon, no matter what you think. You can't convict a, a black icon or a black person, period, with no evidence. You know what I mean? You just cannot just. What I'm saying is to do that is the that's where the black code comes in. We're supposed to be looking for reasons to unite. Why supposed to look for reasons to unite and get on code? But you know what, brother? We don't even have to look for reasons. We ain't got to look so hard. We don't have to look for reasons to yeah, unite. There no, are already right. reasons for us to unite. All we have to do is get our heads out of our asses, get our heads out of the clouds, stop paying attention to the buffoonery and fuckery that's going on, roll up our fucking sleeves and do some work. But whenever you say work, people run for the hills because that's the yes. one thing they don't want to hear. Absolutely. You tell them to run their mouth, you give them Absolutely. a podium, they ready to go. But you tell them to roll up your sleeves and get yep. dirty and help me out with this work, oh, right, oh, 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 oh. you know what? I got something to do. Oh, you know what? I got a phone call coming. Oh, you know what? I did. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like me and Brother Lance discussed yesterday on the show, there's so much work to be done that you want to you wanna do something? Let's go get R. Kelly. Let's ban as a black people, okay, as a people, and go kick this fool, this nigga, out of our circle once and for all. There you go. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I, I'm gonna say I love the fact you said that. I love the I'm, fact uh, you said that because we never create parameters. It's like the ADL. It's like art, the Jewish community, right? They have a, a, a panel, a board, an organization. It's just certain shit that they just not going to allow from outsiders and from those amongst their own community. You just ain't going to uh, mm-hmm. act a certain way and uh, besmirch our uh, name and our legacy. We don't got that. We allow the coonery to go on. We don't say shit. Mm-hmm. We allow people to steal our shit. We don't say shit. We allow motherfuckers to come in mm-hmm. and do all kinds of nonsense to us. We don't do shit. 
We let our own people do mm-hmm. shit to each other, hand over mm-hmm. our things to other do people, nothing. and we don't do nothing. This is why we get our ass kicked. Mm-hmm. A bully will only bully know. the people that he know he can bully. Knows he can bully. What we now, so all caught this? up in arms for about Bill Cosby. Ain't nobody in danger of Bill Cosby. He can't barely get around by himself without having somebody to to lead the way for him. We ain't nobody in danger of him, but we in danger of R. Kelly. Our babies are in danger of R. Kelly because he's still doing Damn that right. fuckery to mm-hmm. this day. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I really don't I'll care about the fact that people are so upset like, oh, you know, I'm not going to stand by Bill Cosby because he told black people to pull their pants up. Listen, get out of your feelings, man. If I told you to take that hat off, exactly. you're going to be mad. You're going to be mad because I told you to exactly. take that hat off. I personally don't think that hat looks good on you. So I'm giving you my opinion. You could choose to walk around with that fucking hat on if you want to, but that's your business. I really don't care at the end of the day. He made a statement. He spoke from his point of view, his perspective. That's, that's, this is not about um, either banning for or against Bill Cosby. This is about making sure and ensuring that it doesn't happen to the next generation further down the line. Let's teach our kids so that they know that, yo, you can't go messing up there with Whitey and their shit and don't think nothing going to come back to you. Let's do that. See, the division division Uh, is the problem. When you got Christian, Muslim, blood, crit, Autobot, Decepticon, uh, this is the fucking bullshit. This is the problem. We not living under one system. Here is the truth of the matter. There are so Dr. Clark, Dr. Ben, uh, Dr. Sertima, yeah. uh, uh, Dr. Quasi, they've all gone all over the planet and they dug up. And here is what they have found consistently. They have found that bird and that woman, those wings and that woman, my eye. There was a system that we was living under across the whole planet. No matter what tribe you was in, there was a code. That goes back to the codes that you talking about, beloved, but it's not a black code. It was just a code of existence. These people could not adhere to that code because their culture, their evolution was totally different. What happened to the time when you would have been shamed out of your community for that shit? You know what I'm saying? You would have been, you would have been exiled. What happened to that? It's a honor to get locked up. When I came up, I came up in the seventies. Yo, yo, it was a bad thing to get locked up. You know what I'm saying? It was embarrassing to get locked yep. up. Man, what's a yep. badge of honor? If you ain't jailing, you know what I'm yeah. saying? You not cool. You ain't shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all. Tell us mm-hmm. to shame people, to form councils, and do all of this great stuff. I just want to just make it simple. You can't do all that and have your pastime be watching TV at the same time. Can we at least agree to that, that we can't do these great things yeah. while sitting in front of the TV looking at stupid, crazy shit all the time? You can't do both. I'll go a step further with you, brother. I'll go a step further with you. If you're going to watch something on TV or you're going to listen to um, something on the radio or music or whatever, listen and watch things that edify your mind. 
body. How much? Soul. How much of a TV? My parents didn't let, let us watch TV. We didn't have a TV. We had one TV in our house. Our parents didn't let us watch TV. They made us go outside and enjoy nature. I, I got what that. happened I grew to up encyclopedias, yo? What yeah, we had encyclopedias. Yeah, exactly. We had a whole set what of them, Jaws. What happened but, to um, yeah. what you call it, phonics? Why kids don't know phonics today? You do understand well, they put that out of the education it. system, right? Put it this yeah. If you got your TV running in the house, it's going to suck up all the energy. People are going to, it's almost like an altar. If you run a TV in your house, it's like an altar. Everybody got to look at it. Everybody got to check in with it before they do anything. It's like how you got to turn it off. It's, I mean, there's no other way around it. You have to turn it off. We cannot be these like, uh, uh, um, we cannot be propaganda junkie crackheads and say we're about something else. That's all I'm saying. Because that seems to be no, a missing link that right. nobody wants to address. You're absolutely right. I'm not refuting what you're saying. But what I'm saying is if people are going to take the time to watch TV and listen to music, then don't listen to things that are going to take away from the edification of one's mind, body, and soul. You should be looking up documentaries. You should be but listening to, yeah. to think, things that inspire the, the, the soul. Like when I turn on YouTube, absolutely. I, but I how much out Brother Land. 99.9% of what's on there is uh, designed to take away the so you have, in order for us to go surgically to get the things we need out of it, to eat the meat and spit out the bones, is kind of what you're saying. Right. In order to do that, yeah. we're junkies. We have to fast off of it before we can do that. You're right. Because right now, right. we're so sick in the mind that as long as that thing is on, we're going to go find love in hip-hop. Let's just be real, man. We go, we're not going to well, go. Not me. Not me. TV. I don't want to know yeah, nothing I know about no love in hip-hop. But, I'm but I, turn on, I turn on brother. No, I know you talk about the masses, but I'm saying I'll turn on, you know, Brother Lance in a minute. I'll turn on uh, Le uh, Les Brown in a minute. I'll go research Francis Cress Wilson, Dr. John Henry Clark. I'll do that in a minute. There you go. Right. So you the go. information is out there. It's just that w when it comes on, people like, oh, I don't want to watch that. That's boring. So then they get stuck in this state of zombieism. And don't understand yep. why they can't get out of it. You and know what another problem is? We, 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 wanna, we go from zero. Mm -hmm. I, I'm just saying we can't do problem. We, say, we need to begin to do this. We need to begin to do that. Yeah, but you can't do that and be stuck in nonsense at the same time. You, Our people That's have true. to, for us to, Eric, to carry that stuff out, we have to agree. Well, Turn off well, that garbage. Well, here's the here's the thing. My grandma always says it. you can't serve two masters at once, and you can't. Right. You cannot serve that's two right. masters at well, once. Well, we'll, we'll, I've been in black meeting after black meeting where we'll discuss all of these big glorious plans. Meanwhile, uh -huh. everybody, as soon as they finish the meeting, back to the TV. It's like no, you can't do both. You have to. Well, and and it's, it's a it's a very unpopular thing to go against that TV. <laughs> Like Christians be like, yeah, see, the price is easy. Trump telling people to not watch TV. Oh shit! Try that. Try that mission right there. <laughs> one of one of the thing is, my brother, and uh, what what you're saying is absolutely correct. But you know, you know, you, this is where the problem comes in. 
The problem comes in because we are not willing to sacrifice ourselves for our community and our people. Once we come into consciousness, we have to be willing to give up and let go of self. If you haven't let go of self, then you cannot sacrifice for your community and for your people. So the important point is that we have to let go of, we have to be willing to let go of our material things. We, they, they become null and void because we realize that is not important. What is important is our people and our community. When that becomes essential, we realize already by this time of consciousness that anything that we need materially is going to come to us. We cannot be denied of the things that we need. And so the reality is television, all these different things, the phone and all this stuff that we, that we have, we, we use the phone for, for its proper purpose. I don't watch TV. Anybody want to watch TV, that's their business. But I don't watch it because I know what it is. It is something to poison our mind and to steal away our time and our attention to keep us distracted. Just like I tell most people, Trump is a distraction. All of the bullshit that they are putting out there is a distraction. We need to get on with the real issue, with the real problem of resolving the issue in our community. We have to take back what was stolen from us because there is no God and no Jesus out of the skies coming to do it for us. And that is is what we realize, okay? Because they're giving us all this bullshit to keep us distracted that we don't know what to do and where to do it. And that's why I said when we start to form these these grassroots movements, when the gays come, when when whoever comes, we need to put them out because they are part of the distraction. I'm on that committee. Have to solve, resolve, the, resolve the issue because you see the fact is they do what they want to do when they want to do. So we need to do what yep. we want to do when we want to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. And if they sue, if they decide to sue us, let them sue the whole African, the, the whole um, indigenous people of earth. Let them sue all of us. But we need to band together and band the bullshit that we are coming with to make them realize we are not falling for the same bullshit trap every time. If you set the trap for the rat every time and when the rat comes, he don't take the bait, then guess what the rat is going to do? He's going to have to move it's on. It's not working. Mm-hmm. It's not working. You're going to have to try a different. But we always try to do the same thing and expect that to get a good result. We have to stop doing that. We have to come to the consciousness and realize that it is not working for us. So now we let go of the stuff. We're not going to lose anything because they have everything to lose and we have everything to gain. That's what we need to know. Amen. We have nothing to lose. Or, we are the one that or, is going to lose. I think I'm that we understand to move, to move in the existence as if we never lost it. I think what needs to be understood is this. If you already understand that you was here first, that this planet is here, and you was here, and somehow they came about, we don't know. There's a million theories as to how they came about, and we don't know. That's a super theory. But understand it mentally, psychologically, and spiritually. Yo, this is my inhabitants. The physical things, the buildings, the houses, ah, this is 
just a byproduct of creativity. Your true existence is your spirit. Your human nature is, is, is exactly that. It's your human nature. But we always been here. So I can't pay attention to necessarily what they doing. Just like they there, but they not there. Because I move out the same way. I'm here, but I ain't here. You see me, but you really don't see me. Why? Because I have no concern as to what you are uh, concerned about. I'm only concerned about uh, my spiritual existence and getting the rest of my people to acknowledge and get back into their spiritual existence. Like I said mm-hmm. in the other conversation before when we was on, uh, Lance, when I was on about community. We used to be able to go to the mothers. My great-grandmother was one of those women. Her door was open to everybody in the community. Not only did they come in and just sit and get a word from her, she fed them. Some they had nowhere to sleep. Some got, uh, like, it, it, we, we lost mothers in our community. And it got everything to do with that religion again to go back to that religion because these mothers of the church now ain't like the mothers of the church before. Mothers of the church now come out the church and get in their car and they lock their doors because they're afraid of the people in the community. Why are they afraid of the people of the community? Because we stop being people. We stop being family. Now when you hear somebody saying fam, 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 family, is usually a hidden agenda behind it. Mm-hmm. It's always so a part of, part of the it. Part of the strength of religion and all of that was through images, like constantly seeing pictures of Jesus, these pictures, pictures, images of the angels, I'm just, uh, we are, I think we underestimating the power of images, and especially, and we talking about getting the people, sooner or later we have to engage these people because if you say, I want to get the people, yeah, well, they want to get the people too. It's a battle for the No, what I'm talking people. about, what I'm talking no, no, about no, no, is no, the I, dependency I, of each no, other. I'm not, I'm not going we to used to depend on. No, no, I know you're not. I know you're not. And I know what you're saying about the images. What I'm saying is the dependency of each other. We don't depend on each other no more. The being able to isolate yourself from each other. Crack era did that. Crack did that, beloved. Now you can't say nothing. You can't say nothing to nobody's child. If you go to a lady, if you knock on somebody's door and be like, yo, your child is out here doing such and such and such, as opposed to that lady, that woman, they ready to fight you now. You live three, four doors down from each other. I don't know if Brother Lance remembers when I said it last night, that it takes a village to, it used to be 
Um, Thank you. We didn't spare the rod to spoil the child. It used to be it Thank took a you. village to raise a child. If you was caught oh. somewhere doing something you had no business to do, um, the neighbor could spank you. I know it was like this when um, when I was growing up and even when, when my grandma, because my mom used to send me back to Ghana every summer. So in Ghana, you crazy? If somebody see you doing, everybody know everybody. Like everybody knows my grandmother. My grandmother was a headmistress of a school, so everybody knew her. Every, you know how many kids my grandmother has taught? She's taught these kids, their parents, and even their parents. You understand what I'm saying? So they all knew all right. us. So if any one of us was seen out there, um, um, living less less than what our our burden of truth is we would get our asses whooped then and then we get yeah. told on and then when we get home we get our asses whooped again okay we stopped whipping our kids asses because we wanted to buy into this whole liberal liberalism white people shit where we don't you know kids have feelings and kids deserve respect i remember and when my, my oldest son was coming up yeah and they have yeah. rights thank you and you know what you do have rights you have rights to walk down the street with a fucking uh, 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 horse mask on your face and 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 big ass clonkers on your feet talking about their shoes. But now, when you trip over yourself walking across the street, how you gonna be mad at the truck for running over you? It was your right that led you down that street like that. You understand what I'm saying? So we lost that. Okay, and we always talking about kids have rights, but you know what? I remember when my my sons were coming up, and my oldest son he wanted to start dating, and do you know they actually called school, actually called child services on me because I wouldn't let him have a girlfriend, and they came to my house <laughs> like they were trying to put their fucking foot down on something, and they came to my house. They said, well, we need to inspect to make sure that your house has everything that you need for the kids. I welcome them on in. Come on in. Yeah, see, my cabinets are full. My refrigerator is full. They each have their own room. They have more clothes than I care to even count. You know what I'm saying? Now, what's wrong? Do they look deprived? Do they look neglected? No. Okay, so now that you've done your research and you you came and checked what you, it look all good to you, right? Now I need you to leave my fucking house. And I said it to them just like that. And they said, excuse me. And I said, let me tell you something. When you come back here again, you make sure you have a warrant because you're not coming back here, okay? Because you're not going to tell me, oh, well, you know, he has a right to have a girlfriend. Don't you think you should uh, compromise with him? Compromise? When we compromise these bills up in here, then we talk about a compromise. Until then, he's a child, I'm a parent. Go fuck yourself. They hated the fact that, that our communities you, were... If, if you don't want to let the boy be a girl, if the boy says he right. wants to be a girl and you tell him he's not, they'll do that. But this comes right, from that exactly. community that we had, the community that we had. I grew up in the times where children were seen but not, and not heard. heard. You respected your one. elders. They hated that because now you have upright people coming in the community. You got upright people in the community. You ain't got people to lock up. 
See, you got to understand the bigger picture is bigger than Nino Brown. We got to take prayer out of school. We got to tell these niggas, you can't whoop your kids' asses. Now you tie it into the technology. Now I'm going to tie in what you're talking about, beloved, with the TV and the whole nine. Because now this is the shit that they seeing on TV when they watching Nickelodeon and they watching these kids talk to their parents like they on the same level. Now you got kids walking around talking to their parents like they equals. So they don't have no respect for their elders. They think they on the same level. Let me tell you, my baby son, my baby son is 21 years old. And he has experienced and seen children or or young, young adults talking to their parents, not young adults, excuse me, adolescents. He has experience seeing those adolescents talk to their parents, like you said, like they on their level, without respect. Let me tell you something. He's 21. That little boy know better. You hear me? He know better. Right. He would never. He would never. And he's taller than me. He's taller than me. <laughs> I walk around with my son. I walk around with my son, and people literally think he's either my boyfriend or my brother. Because he, I, I look young, and he looks older than me. Not older, but, you know, he looked like he could be my peer, in other words. You understand what I'm saying? And right. the level of respect is ir- irreplaceable. Okay? It's, it's, because you got to instill that. It's unbreakable. Since yes, birth, man. Since birth. It. I yep. instilled that since birth. To this day, if he's trying to tell me something about, like, something that happened and maybe there was a curse word said, he'll say, Ma, you know, they said the MF word. He will not. He, I believe he curses when he's with his friends, but he won't do it in front of me. You know why? Because I whooped that ass when I had to. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. I listen. I know where you're coming from. I got a 25, a 24, and a 21 year old. I did. They know not to ever. And I used to talk to them from when they was babies. And people used to be like, "Why are you talking to them like they on your level?" Because I, I need them to know the hierarchy. Now, I brought you here. I'll take you out of here. You'll never come beyond this hierarchy. We will always have a balance, and we can come to that uh, place in life when you've gotten to that place in life where we can see eye to eye um, as two adults, but don't ever forget who I am to you. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I would never disrespect you. And I would never disrespect you because I always hear uh, parents, especially Christians, they always say this, and I always have to check them because they never read the rest of the scriptures. They will be like, honor your mother and your father for all your days and your life will be sure if you don't. Right. But I'll be like, damn, nigga, now go down further. Right. Mm-hmm. Do not do shit to provoke your kids. That's the shit they never mm-hmm. fucking read. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, y'all don't never read that part. And that's the bullshit that yeah, y'all, y'all do. <laughs> and you want nobody to get mad. 
And even me to this day, I mean, but that's just the way I was raised. So that's the way I raised my babies. You know what I'm saying? Even me to this day, um, I'm 39. I will not talk to my mother in a certain way or even in a certain tone. Even if I don't agree with her, I'll say, Mom, you know, I respectfully agree to disagree. I don't really agree with your point, but I'm not going to argue with you about it, (laughs) you know. And then later on, when she's ready, she'll come to me and say, well, why did you disagree with me? And I'll explain to her what my point of view is. But it's never in a disrespectful way. It's never in an abrasive way. And one thing we got to teach our kids is how to love your parents, not just respect them and honor them, love them, cherish them. You, you, you see what's going on in the world? You're throwing your parents all up in nursing homes and stuff. Leave it, you know what I'm saying? Not, not everyone can afford to stay home and take care of their parents and stuff. It's a hard job. But what you have to understand is that when you put your parents in nursing homes, that's not the natural order of things. That's not the way life should be. When you put your parents in places like that, I hate to say it, but you leave them vulnerable because there are, like, sick-minded individuals out here who don't just prey on children, but they also prey on the elderly, and they also prey on the handicapped. So you got to think about all of this before you get ready to throw your parents in some kind of a home or something, you know, so... My Aunt Shirley, she's 80 years old. She lives in a residential community, meaning it's a building that they rent to nothing but the elderly. But she lives alone. She lives alone. And I call on her almost every day to check on her and make sure she's okay. And I call her at various times of the day when I know that home health aides ain't there where I know she could speak freely. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be concerned about your elderly just as well as you have to be concerned about your children, okay? And so we have lost that. For some people, it's, oh, I just don't feel like being bothered. I have a life. I have my wife. I have my kids. I want to go on vacation. I, I, I don't have time, you know? And that's the wrong attitude because how would you have like that's that, that when you came, they said they didn't have time for you? So you better make the that's damn that. time. That's that divisional, that's that dividing up, because when I came up, we had extended family. Uh, that's all we knew. Uh, cousins, aunts, everybody lived together. Uh, yo, we had to make it the best way we had to make it. Um, I remember growing up, like, I'm a military brat. My father was in the Air Force. I remember uh, aunts, uncles, cousins coming to live with us. Uh, it just was, but it, it's not like that no more. And I can't stress the crack era changed all of that. It tore us apart. Those morals, those that that village mentality died completely. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah, just died is. completely. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Now you got grandmothers. My girl works for Child Protective Services. So she tell me about the the cold hearted black people that just be like, I don't have shit to do with it no more. Just do whatever the fuck you want with it. What? Like that's what was unheard of when I was. But you know up. where that comes from, brother. Unheard of. You know where that comes from. 
Because Help me. the power, the power has been taken from the parents and given to the children. And at first, they think it's cute to let little John or little Sally, Sue or whatever, you know, she he cursed. Oh, honey, that's so cute. He just said a curse word. Oh, yeah, do okay. grown people well, shit. Now that's why I hate that. It ain't that cute anymore, is it? You see what I'm saying? Now it's downright disrespectful. And when you go to check it, you got liberals who have told these kids, y'all are in control. Y'all are, uh, 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 you know, it's about you guys' rights. And so if, if you see something, say something. If your parents are treating you in a way that you don't like, call this number. And so the, the, the power that parents are supposed to have in their household has been removed and essentially given to the children. So therefore, by the time the kid is 15, 16, acting out of whack, out of control, parents, I don't know what else to do with them. I don't know, just take them shit. I don't know what to do with them. I'll be asking, like, who's the parent, who's the child? Just take them. They don't realize that when they say just take them, Oh, they're going to take them all right, right to jail. Yup. Yup. Or, 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 or worse, in the grave. Yep. Okay? That was the so, intent. But mm-hmm. it's part, it's a lot exactly. of our fault because we let these kids do grown shit early. Look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, a nine-year-old with a cell phone, a laptop. Mm-hmm. Yo, the fuck you? We didn't even have a TV. I didn't even have my own room until I was I super heard of this grown. Man, I, I shared a room with my brother. Thank you. I shared a room with my mom. And when she had, like, a boyfriend over or something, she chilled in the living room. I slept in the room. But I bet you one I shared thing. a room with my brother, and when I graduated, I went in the military. So I continued to share rooms with people. Yeah. It's, I, I never had my own so until you, I was um, super grown. Yes. So I don't mm-hmm, understand mm-hmm. this. You got five, six, And I tell you one thing. Kid. If my mom had a boyfriend <laughs> over, he damn sure couldn't get to that room that I was in without right. bypassing her. You understand what I'm saying? So I wasn't in danger in that way. But young girls coming up, you find yourself in situations. You understand what I'm saying? But at the same token, like you said, there was a certain amount of control in the household. And you shared a room. It just wasn't certain things we wasn't allowed to do. I see these little girls. They being dressed like they grown. My sister wore pigtails. Until they was like in high school. Listen, I was got in these the little girls out here that are like eight, week. nine years old. I was in the store just last week, and I lied to you not. I I was on the phone with my man, and I said to him, "Hey, this is a damn shame. This little girl in here with her mama, and she got on a, a half cut off sweatshirt showing her belly." Sure. And tight jeans that look like they've been painted on. Okay? So then. And she was like, what? Eight, nine years old? No. Well, she, no, she wasn't. She was like, I want to say maybe 12, 13. 
So she's Jeez. already developed a little something, something. You know what I'm saying? Her body is doing whatever it's doing, pu- pu- hitting puberty or whatever the hell it's doing. You know what I'm saying? Now, I've heard parents say, when you're ready to have sex, before you have sex, I want you to know that you can come tell me. You crazy? You crazy? Not in my mama's house. You're not, not having sex. I'm going to kill you dead. That's what I told my daughter. There you I'm go, right you where you stand. You better not let me catch you. Let me tell you something. I told y'all I'm from Ghana. Now, Americans are going to say that this is abusive. I don't care what y'all say. It works for <laughs> my ass. Okay? Back in the day when my mother, you know, kids experiment. They do. They play with each other. They want to you show me your thing and I'll show you mine. You know what I'm saying? It's innocent shit. Right. But you got to check that shit at the gate, though. Because if you don't, you got an unruly child, right? So back in the day, my mom, if she caught me doing something that I had no business doing that was grown up, you know, sexual in nature, you crazy? She grind pepper and put it down there. I know Uh that's right. Now go back out there and kiss that little boy again. (laughs) Go Go back out there. You crazy, that little boy come to me the next day. Hey, 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 how you doing? Hey, stay away from me. Uh-uh, I'm not getting in that kind of trouble again. There was a fear. That's right. Not afraid. Fear <clears throat> of the thing not to do. These uh-huh. kids don't have that. So nope. when you Yo, tell a I... child, go, when you ready to have sex, I want you to come tell me. Tell me. Mm-hmm. What? Listen. And then you got people that jump all over you and be like, oh, you know, that's abuse. Uh, uh, you know, you're promoting abuse. Well, try it. Try it. Yeah, try that shit. I'm with that. Try Look, it. my kids, no. Try it. I'll kill you dead. That's all I kept telling them. Yo, I will kill you dead, all of you. If you try it, do not do it. You got the rest of your life. Yeah, that's that's right. of you. Yeah. Can I say something that y'all that these breakdowns came and y'all can tell me when y'all tired of me saying this and y'all can tell me let me know if y'all want to kick me out of this thing because I keep saying well this. about the TV because I know you about to bring it back to the TV no, because because I witnessed it in front of my face I grew up in the same way and in the same traditions and everything but I know. These breakdowns and these new ideas came by way of propaganda. And, and you got to understand, the whole time we're in America, we're in a war. So you best believe our enemy looked at all of that that you're saying. The enemy saw right. that, yeah. The family system, the culture. Now, and he goes to work to start breaking it down. So while we're at work, he's, he's up in the technology. He slips in the TV shows. And, and yeah. he said, next thing you know, you get to see a child disrespect her father. You get to see D on what's happening, talk to her, tell her father off. And, yeah, I'm so glad you just said that, brother. And not just that, but the symbolism in the cartoons. The symbolism of the cartoons from when these babies, they can't even talk yet. And what you do, you sit them right in front of the TV because you don't want to be bothered. Here, watch cartoons. Cause you want to talk on the phone and shit like that. Exactly. My girl, my girl's daughter. Mm-hmm. Nah, you right. 
My girl's daughter wants to know all the time, why do we always watch these old shows? Because the only thing, if I do watch TV, I watch Sanford and Son, What's Happening, yeah. uh, Good Times, because I'm showing her, look at the environment. They was already setting the environment up. Yeah, then. All of those shows. They setting I, I it up about then. all of those shows extensively, you know, from yep. the, Good times, a horrible show. No man, yeah, no, won't no good man on there. From Sweet Lenny to to JJ and Oh Damn Mama to uh, Balderman Davis to Buffalo Buck. Right. I mean, all of this. Yeah. I mean, this this is this is an assault. These are not good old shows. This this is an assault right. on my psyche. And we, and for some yep. reason, we don't want to deal with this. We want to over. No, nah, we, we thought it was good entertainment. Like <laughs> yeah, we thought it was good entertainment, but they was really creating the environment. And and the crazy thing is, the knockoff. By the time they set the environment up, the the throw off was the Cosby Show, which was so mm-hmm. crazy. How you know they just. Like kind of like eradicated that whole legacy because it's not just his legacy; it's the legacy of every cast member and every crew member who had a part to play in filming. But I want you to peep game, though. I want y'all to peep game. I want y'all to peep game. When the Cosby Show aired on TV, something major was going on in the black community. I was cool. Crack. Yeah. Crack, and, and, my and, nigga. Like, do you see the You see how crazy it was? Crack. That crack was in the community all, destroying it. They, they don't, even the Cosby show, like you said, like, let me just put it. There's always some shit in the game. They're not giving you the Cosby show because they, well, let's go on and give them a good show to show wholesome black. There's always a plan. Because at that time, we, like you said, crack. And the soldiers. It was the hip Also, also, hip hop, music. There were black groups going on the offensive against white supremacy. We was involved in the right. Royal Rumble with white supremacy. Right. When the when the brothers right. was like Elvis here for the most, we were tossing their icons down, but it never meant shit to me. We were going to war with white supremacy. It was on, and so. Yeah, we're going to give you Bill Cosby now because we want to give you a non-threatening Huxtable because y'all niggas is mad at us. There's always some well, shit in the game with TV. And, well, here's and the big, here's, here was the bigger picture, though. Here's the bigger picture, though. Um, when they gave us Cosby, they was also creating something that now black people ended up paying for. Uh in the first uh when the first term of Obama when we had that first uh what's the word for it? I can't think of recession. Uh mm-hmm. the such thing as the middle class for black people was being created at that time. That was that mm-hmm. image. And I'm telling you this because mm-hmm. I lived it. My parents uh lived beyond their means to mm-hmm. be and that image, because that's what we saw. You was either mm-hmm. poor as hell, 
and crack written or you were struggling to be in that middle class uh, slot that they had created. Now you got these black people qualifying for these loans and these mortgages who are now uh, years later wishing they never did that shit. All upside down in the mortgage, yes. Thank mm-hmm. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank I mean, you. but but I, the the point is too is this is like and and I'm not uh, let's not forget the movies too. I'm talking about all of it. I, the movies <laughs> I haven't got around to the movies yet. I ain't, oh god, mm-hmm. that's a whole another one. All of it, but I'm telling you, all of it is an assault and. For some strange reason, I'm not saying you guys, but I'm talking about for some strange reason, the conscious community, nobody wants to deal with this. It's like the pink, this is the damn white elephant in the middle of the room to me. And nobody, we all want to act like, well, we can continue watching all this bullshit. Ah, that don't really matter. We go, we, but we need to build institutions and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I mean, well, the reason well, why nobody wants to deal Griff with it did touch on it. It's Professor because you Griff have to put yourself. Yeah, I mean, ahead, the average black person, yeah, I can say, yeah, if you want to watch movies, all right, go on and watch movies. But for somebody who's talking about let's build institutions, let's do this, let's do that, we can't do both. We can't just be like well, uh, watching total anti-black bullshit as our pastime. Well, here's my, here, here, here's a here's a here's a point here's a here's a here's a point that I made when people started talking about well let's boycott Starbucks or when uh, Kaepernick took a knee and they was like let's boycott the NFL and I I made this point and it's still to this day until we get to the point of what Dr. Claude Anderson was saying. In regards to ownership, I don't give a fuck Amen. what you boycott, nigga. Uh, you, the only way you gonna boycott is, is to strip butt ass naked. You gotta That's strip right. butt ass naked and walk the fuck outside. Leave your house. Don't drink the water, nigga. Everything, every dollar that black people get before we even try to think about circulating it amongst ourselves goes out to somebody else. Uh, almost 80% of it going directly back to the white people that we got it from in the first place because we uh, don't own the water company and we got to pay them. We don't own the electric company. We must pay them. Uh, we don't own the financial institutions that we are mortgaging from, so we got to pay them. Or the apartment complex that we live in, we paying them too. houses. We don't own the Yeah, none of this shit we own. We don't own no lobbying. We don't own none of that. But all so when we get out of this superficial, hold on, let me let me make this point. When we get out of the superficial mentality of the uh, the human shit, because one thing people need to understand about what you're saying, beloved, with the movies, the TV, and everything, go check out uh, the irritated genie. He breaks down the whole thing about entertainment. That was never us. They created that. They steal everything else, but that's one thing that they actually created. That belongs to them, and it was for a reason because uh, historically 
and we're talking particularly Jews, they were known all over the world to anybody they came in contact with as some uh, downtrodden, most terrible people that you could deal with, nomadic type of people that nobody really wanted to have anything to do with. So they had to create these images for themselves so that people would not see them, them them that way. So they started making these movies. We didn't make movies. We didn't create movies. That We can't take credit for that shit. That's not us. That's them. Period. So when I hear people be like, yo, why you mad that you don't support this black director? We shouldn't be fucking with that shit at all in the first place. It was never our shit. It's theirs. My hair stuck up up it. Even like those right. movies. So I agree with you a hundred percent, beloved. A hundred percent I agree with you. I just think people need to understand they created these images, number one, because they needed to create a persona for themselves. Yeah. Do you know that and most of the jerk the, the <laughs> Jewish people do you know most of the Jewish people when they came over to America, especially in Hollywood, they changed their names? They're now, in the most recent years, had no problem acknowledging their Jewish heritage in Hollywood. But before that, they changed their names. A whole bunch of them. Joan Rivers, Casey Kasem. All of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that you would not know their Jewish heritage. Because everybody knew how terrible they was. Let's not get it fucked up. Niggas knew about them. So they had to oh, paint yeah. this picture so that people would accept them and to be a certain type of people and to look a certain way. Yeah, that's why the Wizard of Oz, that's why we have to get away. It's like in the movie Get Out, you're being hypnotized. The Wizard of Oz is sending these damn images and these ideas. Arnold and Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. First of all, the word Schwartz means black. Yeah, that's it. I mean, all of yeah, all niggas. <laughs> niggas you know, people I mean, don't even understand this shit. People, yeah. we talk about everything. Everything was propagated by the TV. We talk about the white women. Why the white women? The symbol of beauty. Yeah, that the television. I, and I'm telling you, I grew up looking at all this. I know. I, I'm, I, I'm a, uh, this, I'm an ex-TV addict, so I know. I mean, look, I dream of genie. You know, uh, where was the black? The black woman wasn't held up or, uh, during that time or no other time. Right. No other time. Right. But that's because the black woman was everywhere. The black woman was everywhere. No, but not was on everywhere. Yeah, but, she wasn't hey, but that's what I'm telling y'all. Like progress, Professor Griff, he did touch on the symbolism yep. that's yeah. in, on, you know, on screen that they right. give what? that they give it to babies before their minds, because you know, babies their brains are like sponges; they soak up everything so quickly, you know. What? So they give it to them from that point on. And we, those of us who are ignorant to the fact 
don't know, you know, we put place our kids in front of these TVs because we just need some quiet time. You know what I'm saying? Or we want to talk on the phone. Or we got to go cook, and I need this kid to be entertained while I'm cooking so I know he's not hurting himself or getting into something. You know what I'm saying? But see, being from Ghana, when you got to cook, your, your child is on your back, not in front of a TV. Your child is wrapped in a cloth around your back. And people say, oh, well, that's, isn't that dangerous? The child could fall. No, no. We've been doing it for, oh, my God, since the beginning of time. Ain't a child fell yet. Them kids be right. so secure and tight up and snug right. up on the mother's back. Hmm. There's a lot of people that have done, uh, you know, talk, we talk about the the images and how Hollywood, we, we, we talk about these things, but there's one thing that seems to be missing. We never say, turn it off. It ain't like, uh, yeah, they're destroying our images. Let's keep looking at it. No, turn it off. And, and like, I oh, well, we, because we didn't have it. We wasn't allowed to have it. And once we was uh, able to have it, it became, this goes right along with those misguided convictions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like, damn, we never was allowed to have certain things. And then at the point of being allowed to have it, we didn't see, uh, we'll never do no research like, you know, the origins, where it came from, who did this, who people, who, who, we just, you know, we get, um, uh, African people, we so we so emotional, we so uh, we, we just get exactly. things, you know, we gravitate to shit, and well, no, niggas ain't gonna let their TV go. You ain't, exactly. no, they ain't gonna let their TV go. My mother is a minister. She will preach your ass under the table, but you know what her favorite movie is? It's like a ritual. Me and her watch this shit together. It's like the only thing we agree on and find a middle ground on. My mother loves. Friday. Did you hear me? Friday. Yeah. All three of them bitches. Listen to what I'm telling you, yo. And she will preach your ass under the fucking table. But she loved Friday. She thinks that is the funniest shit she ever seen. And the most ritual that we ritually watch it together when we're around each other. It's the only middle ground we got between because we don't see eye to eye anywhere else because I don't believe what she believes. And I said all that to say this. They knew what they was doing when they made sure that niggas could be able to get a television in their home just like they knew what they was doing after they created the computer. And they made sure that they got to the point to make sure that it was affordable. They took all these and things into consideration. We are not thinkers. We're reactionary and they people. Know. And, because, and, and they, they know. notice. And because we're in our economic position that we're in, we don't have think tanks like they got think tanks. They ain't got nothing but time all day to sit and think, analyze, watch us, study us, think, analyze some more. And manipulate them. motherfuckers is 20, they 20 years ahead of us right now. Trust me. They already know the fuck they going to do to us 20 years. Trust me. And they, they know, know what they going to do 20 years from now. Hmm? That's too much. That, that that's too much control, bro. We giving them too much. No, I, I I'm totally agree with I'm you. I'm not 
not giving them that control. I'm just telling you their methodology of how they get down. But I'm not saying you giving them that. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. We, as, I'm, as a collective, yes, we are no, we giving no, them I, too much. No, I'm reiterating something that when we turn our minds over to that television, that's allowing too much of our inner being to be messed with. You know, let me, let me, right. let me throw this here. You know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Now, that's right. That just, that doesn't just mean you can look at somebody's eyes and read their soul. That also means what you look at and what you give your attention and to. Inadvertently enter your soul. Yeah. Right. And it ain't no small thing. It ain't even no joke at all that we've been sitting looking at white people being great. You know, I mean, you may think all these little shows, gun smoke. You, I mean, you, I could name shows for days. You may think <laughs> shows You may think... It's harmless to sit here and look at all these white people, white men, these great men of substance, and then we look at black men always running from the police, getting arrested, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, hood movies, minister society, you know, where we acting like complete asses, like complete animals and shit. You, We may think this shit is harmful, but it ain't nowhere close to No, harmful. it's not. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, I was hit to the Western. Because when I was younger, my father used to make me watch the Westerns because that was his shit, right? But then when I got to read books about the real cowboys and that they was brothers, I said, oh, they're going to bullshit. How many people have done that? How many? My, and how many people do that? You know, now that I look at the cowboys, my 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 internal... I ain't even read a bunch of books, but my internal thought pattern tells me that the cowboys were black men who were working on the ranch, who were well-fed, and they left at the end of the day. They actually had some level of freedom and could leave the ranch and can go do what they want to. And they would go to different towns, and these, and and they would be sort of like the, the same. See, the white man gets to be us. You know, go to saloons, and sometimes, you know, people get jealous. The people who not from that town would see these, these you know, these, these healthy-looking black men, and the women would want them, and it would cause problems with locals, and they would get it. Sometimes they have to turn the joint out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know those scenes in the movies when they're in the saloons, and, hey, you bump into the guy, and the guy beats them, and then the girls of the town like them and shit? We've yep. seen this, right? <laughs> but I'm saying, these were black men, but the white man always puts himself, he totally hides that from us, and, and now he's John Wayne and uh, Clint Eastwood and all these people. We all get to see them beat us. That ain't no joke. It's just, like, no it's just like the Long Ranger. The Long Ranger was really uh, Bill Bass, and Bill You're Bass right. was a black man. The illest gun in the West, y'all. But that's what well, they I took have a that question, story y'all. from. I have a question. I have an answer. Brother Holla, Brother <laughs> you said I got an answer. Yeah. Brother Holla, you said that uh, this is not our shit, right? That we ain't got no business fucking with it in the first place, right? Not entertainment, just, no. But but just ride with me on this train real quick. Okay. So 
you know, they don't sell everything. We have music. So now they done stole and infiltrated everything we ever came up with because one thing that I do know about black people is that we've been storytellers for years. We've always uh, uh, came up with music. We've always came up with dance. It, it, right. it even goes back to the tribal shit, you know what I'm saying? And they find ways True. to steal that and, 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 um, you know, and then and then call it their own and then, like, throw it back as, oh, this is a new hip-hop dance. Really, if you look yep. at, like, some old ancient tribal African shit, you know what I'm saying? They was doing that shit then. So, yeah. but my thing I've been saying, or my theory is, we have black people who are talented in so many vast fields, whether it's entertainment, whether it's a music producer, whether it's... Uh, uh, film industry, crew, uh, doctors, lawyers, you know what I'm saying? You think of every level of, uh, of, 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 not, I don't want to say employment, but you know, every level of things People that flow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about we steal their shit? How about we start making some movies that are positive for our people and putting it out there? Because the I fact of the right. matter is yeah, right. some people are visual learners. Not everybody can listen to something and get the word. Me, for one, I'm a visual learner. I'll learn faster if I, if I watch you do it than if you tell me how to do it. You see what I'm saying? No, so no how about question. we tell that I, I, shit? I, I want to answer your question. And give right it there. back to them the way we want to give it to them. Absolutely, uh, and absolutely, and, and and be ready. And look, that's worth fighting over, man. I'm saying, look, because uh, you know the white people are gonna be like, no, that's racist. Y'all can't do that. They're gonna, they, we got to be willing to stop that. We well, let's ready. misappropriate y'all shit for a little while. Y'all been mis misappropriating our shit. Let's Let me give y'all a movie scene that I got that would be cool for us right now. That would inspire black people. Where we at? Where, I, here's a movie scene. I got a movie scene. All right. The Hebrew Israelites on the corner, they, 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 you know, they're out there doing their thing, you know, reading from the Bible and, and quoting and saying stuff and talking to the people, right? Check this out. Check my movie yeah. scene out. Somebody comes down while the Hebrew Israelites just say, hey, and they say, the, the cops is, uh, is, something is happening to this brother down the street, right? And in the movie, the Hebrew yeah. Israelites, they stop preaching, right? They stop preaching and they, they, they get off the podium and they go down there and handle it and get between the cops and the brother. And then the, brother, the Hebrew brother starts saying, you know, and start telling the cops about themselves. You are Esau. You're the seed of so-and-so and start telling them, you know, and you damned and blah, 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 whatever, you know, you know what they do, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and then the cops are like, um, the cops call for backup, right? So the backup mm -hmm. comes, and so it looks like for a second that the, the Hebrew Israelites and the brother outnumber, but then the brothers from the FOI show up, right? The Fruit of Islam, they show yeah. up, and right, and then they start telling them, you know, you, we they start getting on, start telling the cops, you know, you were Yakub's curse devil, you know, such and such, and they start talking, right? And then the cops say, mm -hmm. like, well, look, we got the guns, and we say, and then that's when the Panther brothers show up with the guns. Now, 
this 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 uh, this is a it's just a movie, guys. It ain't, I'm not saying this is real life. Right. Just a movie, but this would right. pump us up. Movies are supposed to inspire you. You we have to see right. ourselves win in order to win. If we see ourselves win, yes. we got to see an example. We got to play it out. Play out ourselves winning. You know. Now let me answer the question. I want to answer her question, and I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you why it never turns out that way, beloved. Now, I want y'all to hear me out. Historically, the Jewish people created entertainment. Yep. Period. I mean, I'm in there. Hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm, I want to set this up so y'all can understand something because I'll be telling young brothers right now. They created this whole thing. They funded it. It's their studios. The record business was created by them. Didn't say music was created by them. I said the record business. The record business. Yep, was I'm created by them. Exactly. Hear me out. Right. Hear me out. Because I'm about to tell you why these images don't and why this shit don't get made this way and why our people no. don't <laughs> become vigilant. So the funding for these mm-hmm. things have come mm-hmm. from these people. And there's been an environment and a stage created from the beginning of when they started it, which was around about 1910, somewhere I want to say about 1910, 19, between 1910, 1920 is when they created uh, their first movies. Mm-hmm. So in present day time, now I was in the music business, and I still got one foot in, one foot out. In the 90s, in the mid-90s, I was offered a couple of record deals. I walked away from them because I refused to change up who I was and what I stood for. Okay? I knew at some point in life that there was going to be some type of evolution where they would come back to the music being in the hands of the people. Didn't know what it was going to be. I just knew that it was. In 99, going into 2000, Prince showed us that when he went through what he went through with Warner Brothers and he left and became the symbol, this is when he made $25 million off of the Internet. And I said, that's it. Didn't know how it was going to be because there was still some things that had to move on. They had to evolve still. Uh, we only had um, Napster at that time. And um, what was the other one? Not um, not Facebook. Um, uh, I know what you're talking about, the music site. Right, that everybody was uh, making pages on. I can't think of it right now. It's still around, but nobody really uses it like that. Um, I can't think of it. MySpace. Yeah, absolutely. MySpace. That's all we had. It was no YouTube, no nothing at that time. It was just Napster, and it was MySpace. 
now. Yep. I remember. The reason I'm saying all of this is because even to this day, I always ask the question, why do these niggas keep going to these labels, getting caught up in these deals, and making the music that they making? A lot of these dudes ain't really them type people. Most of them really don't want to rap the way that they rap. However, for some reason, they feel like they have to go that way. It's because of the environment that has been created. I try to get these young brothers to understand, dude, this game is completely independent. You don't got to go to these dudes anymore. You can control your own fan base and your own everything. Now that you have on-demand television, you got it's the work Netflix. Of the, Wizard of Oz. the Wizard of Oz got it. Everybody wants them videos. We want to see what we see in them videos. All them cars, all them girls. Oh, they look like they well, have Well, not even just that. It's not just that. It's the instant gratification. This is where I'm going to. It's the instant gratification. Yes, it is the cars, the whole... I tell young boys, you can get cars and hoes easily. Nigga, go to college. Four years you wasted, you can get a degree and get all the cars and hoes you want. The money is out there. I know niggas that work a everyday square-ass job that make more money than rappers. Real shit. Mm-hmm. That's real. No, real shit. They promote them as squares and they, you know, it, it, it's... it's like you I'm just saying, I know niggas that work regular jobs that make more money than rappers, and they right, live good. Right, but it's if they the don't, we imagery. don't It's the picture right. that's being painted. So the scene that you created, beloved, that's beautiful. The twist is, could you convince a nigga to actually do that? Fuck no. You know why? Because he knows that when he puts that together, instead of him putting it together and putting it out himself, he's going to say, I'm going to get that out to the world. I need to make that money. And the white people ain't going to do that. You're right, because you're going to keep taking it to them. Well, of course, because, like, exactly. I see that very clearly, the instant gratification, all of that. And even if you know, we we not we we not instilling to our people that yeah, when we do it, it's not going to look all glamorous like theirs, but it will be ours. But it can, nigga. Do you know how you know how easy it is? The software they have made it so accessible. It's oh, psychological. Yeah, it's psychological. It is when so. I, I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. No, right. no, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying to you, brother. I went to the Art Institute of Philadelphia. I studied video. I, I studied digital video production and music production. The software is so easy and accessible and user-friendly. There are people that smart brothers. Matter of fact, there's some brothers from New York. They had a show called Money and Violence. Niggas didn't know nothing about none of that shit. The brother picked up a camera. He bought a computer. He bought the software. He learned how to do it. He ended up getting a deal with Netflix. Yeah. You understand Absolutely. what I'm saying? But he I saw the bigger that. picture. 
He yeah. saw the bigger picture. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. These youngins don't. They want, we want instant gratification. And it goes back to what the queen was saying about niggas don't want to put the work in. It's just easier mm-hmm. to put it in their hands. But the problem is when we put it in their hands, we don't own it no more. Or yeah. if we mm-hmm. have some ownership, uh, there's a bigger price to pay. This is where the 360 deals come around. Uh, yo, you really losing out on the back end. Uh, he gave you a nice husky chunk up front, but he really it's made so in the most money on the back. Exactly. Of course. That's why, we, you know, people who grew up without a father and without even if, if, people who were not, uh, those young men that were not given any work ethics or whatever. I'm not saying the mother. No guys. People who grow up, no guys. People who grow up and they'll put money in front of you. They'll put more money in front of you than you ever. Yeah, and they'll put more money in front of you than you ever seen in your life. Nothing else. They're not gonna be able to want to do. It's just like they're not gonna just all of a sudden snap into work mode when it comes to movies and entertainment. No, they always gonna want the quick way out, the quick everything. This is what you know. This is what black folks in, and even with the movies, like even if we produce it, we still want it to be in all the major theaters. We want it to. We want it. It's it's still not gonna look quite like theirs, but it'll be ours. See the Chinese no, don't we care. We can actually it. make it. We can yeah, make it look can. like theirs, and it's easy to do that. Yeah, but I'm that's 46 years old, brother. We want it to be it. all. Listen. I understand I'm what 40, you're saying. I'm 46 years old, right? I record Yeah, music. major theater. I bro. learned something. I learned something a long time ago, and it took me years to realize this. First of all, if you see me, you wouldn't know I was 46. you think I was about 26. Okay? I realized something. Music ain't never going to go nowhere. Now, it definitely ain't. I'm a music creator myself. Timeless, thank you. It is a timeless thing. Creativity will never go anywhere. Creativity is as the, the extent of creativity is as long as the minds of the people who are creating. If, if, if we you get if what I said, if we stay yeah. plugged in their TV and their their outlets. They're going to minimum. We ain't going to be able mm-hmm. to see that. Mm-hmm. We just going to be, we going to be on And this is, and let me tell you what we don't do, Pete Game. And I got a sister ask me this question. She said, yo, why you always buy Polo? Why you buy Ralph Lauren? You know, he don't like niggas. I was like, you right, he don't. I like high quality clothes. She said, well, why don't you buy uh, clothes by black people? I said, because, number one, we so quick to want to just make shit, throw shit out there. We don't make quality shit. They study us and go take our shit and make top-notch shit. Uh, why don't you go study that motherfucker, see how he make that shit and make some shit, and then I will. Don't ask mm-hmm. me, because the reality is this. I got to buy clothes. You understand me? I can't walk around butt-ass naked, so I'm going to buy clothes. Uh, I'm not a fraud-ass nigga. I wasn't raised up on dashikis, so I'm not wearing dashikis every day. I'm going to keep it all the way funky. I like nice, timeless things because I'm not a dude that shops with the trends. 
I could buy a polo mm-hmm. shirt this year, and I could wear that last ten years from now. Yeah, and you not gonna say shit, but damn, that's a dope ass polo shirt. You right? It's eight years old, my nigga. So if you yeah, want us to do these yeah. type of things, not, go not, study. When I say I study your competition. Looking at that joke. Look at yeah, we never listen. We yeah, never yeah. study the top notch people. We rather, oh, I'm gonna make a t-shirt, nigga. Fuck a t-shirt. Go study his clothes. There, there's a. Are you familiar with what's the guy? There's a guy. He makes some. He got a line of clothing. Clothing. Uh, what is the name of it? But there's a couple of them. There's Naga. They make the sneakers. Uh, you know he Naga, got a, the, Naga, Naga, the Naga's brand. Yes. Yeah. And there's another brother named, uh, I think it's called Pharaoh something or Pharaonic something. He got a line of clothes, too. And uh, it's good quality stuff, and it's, uh, you know, it's good fabric, and it's non, you know, it's just, it's totally different. It's, it looks more like it, it fits us well. I think mm-hmm. we would do good to, to go for things like that. So we, you know, everybody is not. I have know, a homie. Not- I have a homie that makes, uh, he makes, um, uh, the uh what do you call him the um uh he makes bow ties but he also makes the uh the pocket squares and i can't think of his name right now i went to the art institute with him and he a lot of his pocket squares his line is in brooks brothers another line uh which was kind of cool that they did it it was trendy but uh, they didn't go any further because it was trendy. And that was, um, whatchamacallit, uh, oh, my gosh, I can't think of the name right now. I went to the Art Institute with them, too. Um, hold on. I'll tell you right now because I have one. Mesquite. Now, Mesquite, the smart thing that Mesquite did was that thing that they did with the paint, that was something that everybody at the Art Institute had to do. That was a, a project that everybody had to do at the Art Institute. We all had to do that. They took it to another level and turned it into fashion. Dope. Just the only thing is it was just a trend thing. FUBU, that was cool. But I think the thing is... What about the people that never... was in Brooklyn on Fulton? I think is it... Is it is it is either not Fulton? What's the other street? Begin with an M. Uh, you can only tell me because I'm not from New York. I'm from Philly, so I, I wouldn't know. Oh, Myrtle Avenue. It's on Myrtle Avenue. Um, I forgot the name of them. Oh man. Are they a black clothing? Y'all go ahead and talk. Yes, and they it, they're fly, and they and, they, make and they ain't cheap neither. Because uh-huh. that's my point. I want our people to start. We, it's like, all right, you go buy Tommy Hilfiger. As opposed to just buying Tommy Hilfiger, go buy Tommy Hilfiger and study what he did. Look at what he did. Like, I think FUBU would have went better if they just would have realized, like, yo, why did you have to put that big-ass logo on there? Why are you putting them big-ass yeah, stupid letters on there? Mm-hmm. Study your competition because we we given the money to the competition for a reason. We evidently we liked what they did, how they did it, right? Moshu, so yeah, let's do what they've been doing. You ever shoot, heard of that? Same thing. Moshu, Moshu, Moshu. Yes, M-O-S-H-O-O-D. I've heard of Moshu. Yes. 
Yes, I have heard of them. Yes. Yes. And they do make dope ass clothes. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yes. Yes. And they're not cheap, but that's good. But they make a and high And they be good quality. linen stuff. Yes. They mm-hmm. make a very high quality product. And that's my point. We just so quick to put shit together and then just throw it out there. It's the same thing with our businesses. We start up a business, and as soon as we get a pocket full of money, then we good. Most of our businesses last about six months to a year because we not really we doing it for all the wrong reasons. We not creating a business to build an empire to to create a legacy. It's just really like yo, you know what I'm saying? I I gotta make some money. I don't want to work for nobody. I don't work for myself. I want to make these clothes. I'm good at st- yeah, but stitch up something good. These are high quality. Fat Farm. The reason why them shoes were so fucking stupid looking was because Russell went the cheap-ass route. You go get a skateboard mm-hmm. shoe company to make your shoes that's supposed to be in competition with the Adidas shell toe. Word. That's why that shit didn't work. Your shoe looked dumb as shit. And then you wonder why, and then you, well, black people don't support. Yo, you trying to divert your people away from this company for a shoe that they like, but look at the shoe. They look at yours. Look at your dumb-looking-ass shoe compared to theirs. That's why they ain't giving you the money. Because mm-hmm. it goes into what you said, sister. Niggas don't want to put that work in. It's just easier mm-hmm. to go the fast route. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is where it goes. We, you know, because uh, seeing it is what makes you seeing some example of it makes you want to do it. So this is what we make the movie. We make the movie about a successful. Make the movie about a successful designer, you know, black designer who does such and such and such. This is what goes into the kids' heads, and then they start to dream, and then they got their powerful black mind makes that a reality. Right. Once again, yeah. we use the power of images like they use the power of images against us. We can use that stuff for us. That's for us. Yeah. And I think and that's needs all to I'm trying understood. to say. And stop rushing. We be rushing. Slow mm-hmm. down and put concept like yo the the science and all of the things that our ancestors developed. That shit didn't happen overnight. This was an evolution. This was over hundreds of thousands of years of evolving. Like, when they got the Kemet, the Kemet was an apex. And at that point, we was actually beginning to degrade. We had got, I think they were saying that we were so fucking smart, like, niggas was bored. Hmm. This might have been when we started uh, the foolery. Like, how much more, how much further could we have gone? Mm-hmm. We had discovered medicine, science. We understood the stars, our connection to it. Like, we invented, we invented, like, yo, it's like, shh, what do you do? I think my, it probably my was a lot of idle, mind, idle time. 
They might right. have went to other places built over there. They say we built on Mars and stuff. We might have went to other places and just kept going. We didn't just stay here. My there. mom, my mom, she asked me one time. She said, "Why are you into crystals and stuff? You know, we 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 believe in God. You put your faith in God. You don't put your faith in no crystals and stuff." I said, "Mom, hold up, hold up, hold up." Who made the crystals? Let me ask you a question. Thank you. Thank you. You, I mean, that's you not always get cut to the chase. You pretty much cut to the chase of what I was going to say, but I was going to go even deeper than that. You understand? God gave us the sun, right? Right. The sun is vitamin D. Do you not go in the sun because it's devil worshiping? Or do you go in the sun as black people with coily hair? to feed our, our melanin, okay? So now, how do crystals appear? You, you think somebody just sits down and be like, mm, let me take this stone and carve it? And No, no. That's like centuries of, of evolution and, you know, um, fire and water and rain, and that's all from God. So my whole thing is whether it's crystals, whether it's um, astro, what do you call it? Astro. Um, <laughs> when it comes, when you mix the stars with the with the horoscopes and stuff, you know. Oh, astrology, astrology, astrophysics, astrology, and all of that. All of that is the direct derivative given to us from God. So when I say, oh, I want to, you know, study about my sign, that don't mean that I'm devil worshiping. In the Bible, that, that is devil that worshiping. In the Bible, it is. But again, I told you, I done debunked that shit a long time ago. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. I go by the natural God that I'm in tune with. Because that Bible doesn't, when I'm in trouble, I don't pray to that Bible. I pray to the natural living God that I'm in tune with. That's you the see, the dogma of religion, the dogma of religion exactly. makes God, the dogma of religion, religion makes God a personality. And a personality, the key word is a person. And that person is the white man. You know, people try to dance around it, but that's what they do, and they worshiping the white man. So when they be like, you worshiping tarot cards, giving reverence to the sun, or anything other than God, and they mean the white man, you know, uh-huh. it's blasphemy yeah, or me, you know, all these other words. Yeah, you got to be devil worshiping <laughs> or something. But no, like what I'm doing is the same way you use the sun to get the vitamin D you need. You have to understand that when God moved around and shifted the earth and rain and fire and all of that and a crystal was formed, there's power in that crystal. So if you got the right crystals around you, you, it'll keep you safe. When you say that uh, those things happen, they happen by a force. But see, the problem goes back again. When you make that force be a person. As if a person's hand, like some big man was standing there forming and making it do that. See, that's the whole thing about this God thing. Because you got to get, 
is God a person? Because in religion, God is ultimately a person. Whether people, you know, people try to dance around it. The Bible says worship him in spirit and in truth, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, for him to have a son, he has to be a person. It's called anthropomorphism. I'll explain it to you. Our ancestors invented it. We we are the inventors of anthropomorphism, but it was never for the purpose of taking it literal because we drew Newt on the wall and put the the, the stars, the cosmos in her body, but it was never to say that there was a woman in the sky. What they were explaining was that everything created in the cosmos was created and a creation was a feminine principle because everything in the universe is created in the feminine aspect of things. And then they put Geb on the earth. It wasn't saying that a man ruled the earth. It was just saying that 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 was the masculine uh, perspective of the universe. It's anthropomorphism. Anthropomorphism is when you take the non-physical things and give it Mm -hmm. human attributes. And what they had a problem with was the female. So they had to remove the female out of the out of deification and say God him. This is why everybody refers to God as a him because they did not want God to be a her because they had a problem with females. You got to remember these people don't like they women. Even to this day they still don't like they women. When we were anthropomorphizing, we didn't have a supremacy agenda. And if the white man, no. like I said, white supremacy had to take it all the way down to the white male. Like you said. That's why you got three men. That's why you have three men in the Trinity. Yeah, Father, right. Son, Holy Ghost, and no women. You right. know, no, no holy right. daughter, no holy mother, the holy father, no holy mother, no nothing. nothing. You know, I... And if they mentioned the mother, she was a tramp, a whore, married. You know what I'm saying? The The woman who was married that ended up getting pregnant. Exactly. Mm hmm. All that. They had a problem with the woman. They still had a problem with the woman. How come it's Uh like in in biblical terms? How come ain't nobody else could fornicate, but it's all right for God to have a baby mama? And you're supposed to matter. Well, here's the twist. That that's what that's why it's called anthropomorphism, and it was never to be taken literally. Our ancestors did it for the purpose of making you understand your place in the universe, what everything was, and how to conduct yourself. It was never to be taken right. literally. For them. They wanted you to take it literal because they lived by it literally. It it reflected their culture. So, yeah, God could fornicate. 
Of course, God could fornicate. Well, see, this is the thing. They would never look at it as God being a fornicator. They would look at it as saying, well, you can never, ever question the mysteries of God. God can do all these mysterious things. You know what I'm saying? And I used to always ask, well, why the fuck he don't do this shit now when niggas really need to see uh, a miracle? Uh, a miracle. This nigga don't yeah. never show up. So I always make it a funny-ass joke. I'd be like, yo, God must be a nigga in real life because niggas don't never show up on time for shit, and when you really need them, they ain't there for you. And this is uh, what's been going on ever since who knows when. And they get mad at that. And, and I'd be not, like, why? Not just fornication, not just fornication, because Mary was promised to Joseph, wasn't she? So now you coveted another exactly. man's wife and fornicated with her. That was you know? his wife, exactly, and and it and it made Joseph uh, uh, look like a, a cold punk. Yeah, stepdad and a cold yeah. punk for not even doing nothing about the fact that his wife, who he was supposed to be <laughs> consummating his marriage with, he couldn't consummate it with because she was already pregnant. How you do pregnant. that? Yeah. But this is yeah, a well, stupid-ass perverted story. I, obviously, they want to strip away the family because there's a woman and her child, no man, you know, the, what they have going this on. This is where you got to go read. This is where you got to go read uh, Jewish literature and understand that their perverted mind state is ordained in that. Yes. And you start dealing with them Hebrew Israelites you know, behind closed doors, yo, they actually participate in a lot of that foolery. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, understanding the origins and the historicity of things is so important. Um, they wrote that to, again, explain away who they are what they are, and I'm not talking about the black people that want to attach themselves and take claim to that, whatever. We're really talking about these nomadic people that came from Germany and Russia, the Ashkenazines and the Khazarians. Uh, these were nomadic, hermetic people who, uh, you know, they was basically uh, savages. <laughs> like just to you know put it in a, 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 a yeah, they were savages you know and they pretty much exemplified their savagery everywhere they went that's why again they went throughout they went out their way to paint this picture and entertainment of themselves the, the first movies were about themselves it was them mm -hmm. It wasn't no black uh, people, no nothing. It was them. It was creating this like that picture psycho, that they wanted Like people. that psycho Orson Welles. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, that's mm -hmm. much later. I'm talking about in the beginning, Mickey Rooney. Uh, they, no, they Orson Welles is these, like before Mickey Rooney. Orson Welles is back in the 1905 or something like that. Yeah. Oh, was Psycho? Uh, no, Psycho was that? a little bit later. No, no, I'm One of the first. I say he's a Hold psycho. Orson Welles is a psycho. Like he oh, yeah, he is definitely a psycho, Orson Welles. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. He was in one of in those early movies, and so was Mickey Rooney. Mm -hmm. This is where the, 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 those early movies is where you get the, uh, the, 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 uh, what 
they call it, the nuclear family with the house and the picket white fence. Same type of picket white fence you see, like, on uh, Leave it to Beaver and all that shit. Like, like, niggas say that shit as a cliche. I want the house and the family with the picket white fence. Yo, that shit was real today. We still are reaching for that same thing today. Yes, Mm -hmm. that shit was a real image back then because that was the picture they was trying to paint for themselves. We ain't savages. We really great American people with the house and the picket white fence. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We the savages, you know. We the ones that just, yeah. we the savages. Tarzan had to come along. We right, the, we the right, the, right, right, right. Exactly. The Indians <laughs> going. Right. It's all. Right. It's total. Listen, I gotta get off. I gotta go in with my day. I'm over here on Me West Coast time. I appreciate it. It's been I a blessing it. talking to you, brothers. Y'all stay up. Yeah. Y'all stay strong. Y'all keep y'all yeah, keep hope too. alive and keep the fight going. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes indeed. Each one, each one. Peace, you peace. Peace, thank you. Peace, peace family. Make sure to check out the boldest blog at landscurve.com and follow Scurve on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube under Lance Scurve.